let's go. Drinks on Dusty, let's start the show. Drinks on Dusty, coming in hot, coming in to blow up the spot. Guess we picking what we be drinking. We don't know what Dusty is thinking. We are here to have a good time. See where the combo may just climb. Sit back, put your drinks up. Come on, y'all, fill up your cup. Drinks on Dusty, let's go. Come on, y'all, start the show. Oh no. Lucy Goosey. Lucy Goosey. Uh, all right. Here's your motivation. Your name is Rudolph. You're a freak with a red nose and nobody likes you. Then one day, Santa picks you and you save Christmas. No, forget that part. We'll improvise. Just keep it kind of Lucy Goosey. You hate Christmas. <laughs> Go. That's so good. Brilliant! You reject your own nose because it represents the glitter of commercialism. Why didn't I think of that? Cut, check the gate. Moving on. <laughs> it's a kilt, sicko. That's so good. You're so good at that. All right, everybody. Welcome to the newest episode of Drinks on Dusty. I am your favorite drinking, drunken, douchebag podcast host, Dusty. And today we continue um, before my 30th birthday episode. This is a special episode. It's the last one before I turn 30. And it'll be my third annual birthday episode. Um, So this is a really had to have a special guest on. And we're going to continue. We've been talking about my people, my closest people, my best friends, the people that know Dusty before Dusty was Dusty, if you know what I'm saying. Okay. And these are some of my closest people in my entire life. Um, On this episode, it's been a while and I'm so excited to finally get him on. We're throwing it back. We're back on Zoom because this douchebag used to live in New York City when he went back to Nebraska, making some dreams come true. He got his own house. That he let me fucking sleep on the couch, and I got a bunch of dog hair on my stuff. <laughs> um, he is one of my best friends that I met my freshman year of college. Uh, we knew each other through theater. He is an incredible, funny person. He is literally probably the other love of my life, other than beer. I love him so much. He's again one of my best friends. I was up at his wedding. My boy, Winston Nowak, Winnie, Winnie. Welcome to the podcast, man. <laughs> We made it. You made it, son. Also, the dog hair that you accumulated, that was extra. That's just our little flavor. That was it was a fucking buffet on all my <laughs> stuff, is what it was. But I love it. I love it. Love the pups. Um, Winnie, how you feeling today? Really good. Really good. I was excited. Um, I think a little nervous at first. I was like, okay, what are you gonna talk about? What are you gonna drink? All that. But it was I'm really excited. It was great having you here a couple weeks ago. But like yeah. I was <laughs> the whole time you were here, I was just like, all right, don't talk about this. Don't talk about that. Wait till the podcast. Don't bring this up. Just don't like, keep it <laughs> no cool, interesting keep it conversations. Cool. None. So I just sat there and listened to you guys. And I was like, yeah, that's really great. <laughs> was saving I was like, all the bullets for the episode. Gonna have to just wait until I can talk about it on the podcast. Well, the goal was for the listeners was when I visited back, I took a vacation to get away from New York for a while. And I obviously saw my best friend, Winnie and stayed at his house for the first time and the goal was for me to bring my podcast gear there and us to do it in person but i don't fucking trust the airlines because the last time they lost my luggage and i don't these equipment cost a lot of money and i don't want to fucking do it i was like this is too much don't want to fucking do it we'll do it on zoom fine but here you are i have obviously wanted you on for a long time like i said i've kind of stayed away from my best friends 
yeah. until we get growing and like Dustin gets a little bit more of the, you know, gets a little bit better. And, and I can understand you being nervous, Winnie, because this is the number 65th ranked podcast in the entire world. So it makes sense that you'd be nervous to be on the podcast, but we're okay. we're happy to have you. And by yeah. we, I mean me. I'm the only one that does this shit. So welcome, buddy. <laughs> well, I appreciate I'm, you. I'm thrilled to be here. I'm glad that you wanted to have me on. Um, I remember when you started talking about wanting to do this, like before you even started it, and you were just like, "Yeah, I want to do a podcast. This is what I want to do. Um, I'd like to have people on, and you know, like get them their drink. We'll drink the same thing together." Um, and I think that's just a really great idea. Um, I've enjoyed. <laughs> I've enjoyed a lot of your episodes, uh, just like hearing you getting your takes on things, which is really fun, uh, which make no sense. Probably most of the fuck time. But yeah, at the start, they're great, <laughs> bro. They're great. <laughs> <laughs> By the fourth act of the podcast, it's like, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'd like pull over to the side of the road and go, what do you say? where did I? <laughs> Which red, which red yarn string finds this one? But that's okay. That's fine. that's what it is. That's the true listeners. If you listen towards the clear end, you're like, oh, he got, he's fucked up now. Might <laughs> yeah. say some good shit. Might say like that made no sense. And that's what the whole point is. It's all about a journey, Winnie. Yeah, uh, life's about the journey. You fucking so Winnie came on with uh, his Christmas sweater. We're making this Christmas thing. We'll get into the drink. Already kind of hot in this fucking sweater though. So that was fucking. There's that. Well, and you but, had to turn um, your, your air off, so here you are. Yeah, well, fucking, you know, hey. But, um, Winnie, let's start it out. What the fuck are we drinking today on the on the podcast? Oh, well, Dustin, I'm glad you asked. Mm. See? Um, so, my favorite drink is a Moscow Mule. Um, and for the sake of just, it's the holiday time, we're doing a Cranberry Moscow Mule. Yes. Uh, with cinnamon uh, and a little bit of lime. Uh, what kind of... What kind of ginger beer did you use, Dustin? I didn't even. Okay, ask so I was looking through trying to. I've done Moscow Mule on the podcast before, but it was the virgin kind. Okay. So I think it was virgin kind. Yeah, I don't know what that means. Ginger beer and fucking what, like tonic water? Is that what virgin Moscow uh, Mule? Probably. Are? I mean, ginger beer doesn't have any alcohol in it. So maybe I just did ginger beer. I don't. I don't fucking remember. I remember doing a Moscow Mule virgin style, whatever. Yeah. Um, but I got this fever tree. Oh, I've never had that. That's cool. Never had either. I remember being like, I, I can't remember the name of the one that's like pretty famous mm-hmm. or like not famous, but like a well-known ginger beer. But I couldn't find it at the grocery store. But I found these. And like when I searched like best ginger beer for Moscow mules, this popped up. I was like, all right, it's OK. I wouldn't say it's my favorite. I know I've had a better Moscow mule and that could be I'm not making it very well. <laughs> but I think this it's it's just I don't know if it's the best. What kind of ginger beer do you use? Um, So my go to is cock and bowl um which yeah so it comes in like a beer sized bottle um and it's really good but i've tried so like omaha has a local um they do brick rate brickway brewery well i'll say that three times fast um (laughs) they do a ginger beer that's really good uh and then goose island does a ginger beer that's all right and then there's this one that's like super cheap and it's like in a gold can it's trash don't get it it's trash but i, think I the, saw that one i almost bought that i was like oh okay like, oh, but like the cock and bowl is what they served like i can't even remember the first time i ever had it was it was definitely somewhere on o street in lincoln someone was like yeah. i was like i want something refreshing because i'm not a beer drinker because beer makes my stomach like <clears throat> just pissed oh, um sure. so i was like i want something refreshing i want something that's kind of like got some citrus to it and i think i want to say my first ever and moscow mule was at barry barry's was the one that was like backstage right like you could see all the pulleys of the theater and stuff 
I think so. Or is it Barry Moore? No, I can't. Ba- no, Bar- Barry's is that rooftop bar. Okay, so it's not Barry's. Yeah, it's not Barry's. Yeah, it would be the Barry Moore. I think I don't know. I'm gonna Google it. I don't, I don't know, know that there will be is. people. I feel like it's called the Barry Moore. But anyways, there's a place in Lincoln where, um, like you go into. It's like kind of like a loungy, uh, a loungy. Isn't that the place bar. where uh, we've had friends do like stand up there? Woody's. Potenti- yes, 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 yes. It's called Barry Moore's. No, no, no. Here it is. Look. All it. right. So like the whole the whole inside looks like I mean it's all Nebraska that. talk for everybody else. Yeah. So like so like it oh. looks like you're backstage of a theater. Ah. So you I remember, remember where, that place actually? Yeah. It was, and they made me one, oh. and I just remember like we got to there as like a third or fourth stop on everybody just going out, yeah. and I sat there and like it's really low lighting and it was cold outside and I just was sitting here drinking this and I went, okay, all right, I see that, and I just. If I have the choice, I always get this. Um, you do Moscow Mules. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you know your? Do you know maybe your drunkest story off of being uh, drinking Moscow Mules? Have you done anything kind of crazy? Or has it been? Is, is it like more of a? Because I can imagine. I mean, I know you as a person, but like probably don't get like people aren't like give me another Moscow Mule and they're fucking oh, gone. No. You know, like it's <laughs> no, definitely no, no. more of a chill drink. Yeah. It's much more like, oh, we just we sip it. But I can tell you that like I start with Moscow mules, and if it's a really good Moscow mule, it leads to drunkenness because because it's yeah it goes it goes right I, through like, the body. And this th- look how big this mug is compared to my head. Do you see this? That's pretty fucking. It's big. It's pretty big. Actually. But I have one of these, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, you want shots? I'm like, sure, I'll take shots. And then it's like, but a normal Moscow mule, like a copper mug, is only like. Yeah, this big, but yeah. you drink it usually out of a copper mug because the ginger beer is infused with it. It like sparkles a little bit more. Yeah, I've never understood that. Can you? Do you know any science? I don't get that at all. People the are like, science do, of uh, it? yeah, yeah. The do you know science of it? Because I don't understand. People, no, are like, I, I do did... it out of a copper mug. I'm like, I'm doing it out of a fucking wine glass. I don't have a yeah. copper mug, which is fine. I can't remember copper mug and ginger beer. I think it's just that the ginger in it. Why is ginger beer served in a copper mug? Moscow meal purists know that tradition isn't the only reason you drink from copper mug. The cold metal insulates the temperature of the chill, the chilled ginger beer, keeping the cocktail cool and refreshed. Okay, but you could just use a tumbler. That's a stupid answer. Yeah, fuck those people. They're just trying to be fan. They're just trying to like be. Their oh, own does thing. ginger react with copper? Copper also contributes to the influx of degassing carbonation, bubbles fizzing and bursting that mm. burst aromatic bubbles of refreshing lime and ginger fragrances so i think it just like adds to the experience you drink out of a copper copper mug and it's a little more bubbly you can smell the ah, stuff a little okay, bit more okay, but okay well, um, i'll say this much that cinnamon's kicking my ass right now let me tell you that okay but that's you're dumping cinnamon no, i didn't dump it i didn't dump it sprinkle i didn't i well, gave the, the, the holes are big the holes are big they fucking come out when they come out i don't fucking know what to tell you okay okay, okay moscow mule so that's like a top favorite drink ever right it is. Be. That's why you come on yeah. top. Moscow yeah, mules, it is okay? because in Moscow right. mules, you can, you can make so a Moscow mule, a traditional Moscow mule is ginger beer, vodka, lime. And then anything you might like, yeah, accent it with. It. But yeah. the cool part about Moscow mules is that you can have you can make like other like other versions of the Moscow mule. Mm-hmm. So like you can make a yeah. mule with like tequila or rum or like a whiskey mule like i one time had i think it was a tequila it was like tequila and grapefruit i had that somewhere in white plains once at a really fancy restaurant and that shit was popping like it was good but i think it was like a 15 to 20 dollar drink and i went nah i'm good i'm good thanks for that but yeah that's why i love it 
I don't think there's ever going to be a time in my life unless I'm a billionaire where like if someone's like, yeah, that drink's $20. I'm like, don't give me that. I don't give a fuck. Why would I pay for that? That's stupid. I don't think there's ever would there. Like, I don't that will never register in my head to pay $20 for a fucking drink. Like, I don't ever want to fucking do that. Oh, ever. I thought. OK, I understand. I thought at first you were like you were like, I, I would all like just give me the drink. But no, 100 percent. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. It like, doesn't make any. I don't give a shit. I'm mm-hmm. never going to be that fancy or anything. I don't no. think there's. Uh, like maybe if you were like, all right, I'm going out for a celebration, and the person was like, all right, this bottle of champagne, a whole bottle of champagne is like a hundred dollars or something. Yeah, but like maybe, you drink yeah. that whole bottle, maybe. But a drink that's twenty dollars or more better help me see Jesus and my dead grandma, or <laughs> I don't want it. <laughs> like, yeah, fucking. I just that doesn't appeal. People, if someone invites me to a place like that in New York. I'm like, I don't really feel like I want to go. And it's not that I'm cheap. I just don't give a shit. Like, I don't like, dude, I'll get a fucking Bud Light and have a good fuck time. I don't give a fuck. I don't yeah. need, I don't care for these fancy ass because I'm probably going to chug it anyway because I don't know the, <laughs> I don't know how to sip. And because <laughs> I'm like, all right, we drink, we talk, we're fucking going around, whatever. That's just who I am. Oh, but. for sure. A Moscow Mule is not like, all right, this is the first stop on our bar. Let's fu- let's pound, right? Like that's definitely not it. It is it is <laughs> definitely the drink. Now. So when we're like playing D&D, it's a good one to just sip while you yeah, play yeah. D&D. If you are like in between and you're like, "All right, we're going to order just a little bit of food at this stop." You can sip a Moscow Mule. But yeah. yeah, you're right. I mean, even I I mean, martinis, Moscow Mules, anything that requires a mixologist to make, it it can just take some time. You're right. A beer I don't care. Or like a rum and coke, that's really easy to do. Or like a whiskey and coke, that's my go-to if I was like in a hurry. But you were like, Uh oh, what do you want to sip? And I was like, oh, we're going to sip and uh, share memories. Kind of what I want. And I just love cranberry, so. You love cranberry, okay. Love that. All right, Winnie, so let's get into who you are a little bit. Winston Nowak, who are you? Where are you from? What do you do now? Give me a little quick synopsis. What was Winston's journey before we get into our relationship? Who is Winston Nowak? That's a good question. Uh, I got to work on that with my therapist, but we can do it now. Uh, so <laughs> Drunk and Dusty I, has been known to be a therapist, Winnie. Good. Not good. a good, not a good one. Not a good one, but something. <laughs> okay. So I was born, uh, I was born in Kansas. So I'm a Kansas boy uh, originally, but I didn't live in Kansas for very long. Uh, most of my life was spent in the state of Nebraska. I grew up out in Western Nebraska in a little town called Oglala, where everybody knew everybody. Um, that's where I went to all my school and stuff like that. I did plays, speech, choir, band, all that stuff, all the arts, played Very basketball, light. soccer, um, baseball for a time. Oh, yeah. Very sporty. Sporty yeah, spice yeah. for sure. Sporty size for sure. <laughs> but uh, I graduated from Ogallala and came to Lincoln where I went to Wesleyan, uh, did the theater program there, um, finished at Wesleyan, lived in Lincoln for another I, I think it had to have been a full year because I would have signed a full year lease um, yeah. and then moved out to New York City out to uh, White Plant. Well, Terrytown did Terrytown, that for a little yeah. bit. Absolutely loved the city, loved um, the Hudson River Valley and just like being there. I really liked being so close to the city. I could hop on a train and be somewhere in 25, 30 minutes, but mm-hmm. not having to necessarily not be able to take my dog to a park to run around off yeah. leash. So for me, it worked out really well to be in Terrytown. Um, but like I got there and this is like exist. Like I had an existential crisis just because I was just like I got out there and like Mama Mia closed right when I was moving out there. And there were a couple other like 
big name Broadway shows that close. And I watch these actors who have been employed for years and years and years mm-hmm. just be like, oh, back into the shuffle of auditioning. And I went, I don't know if I can do that. Not that I didn't want to. I just didn't know if my anxiety and just like all of that was going to be able to take that. Yeah. So I said, I was like, well, um, my boyfriend at the time, who's now my husband, Bo, was like, Shut he's up. also, he also did theater. And uh, I was like, well, the two of us are not going to be able to pursue that and have to go up and if we want a family and we want all that. So I worked, um, I worked a couple jobs out there and then ultimately got into a really rough situation at one of my, with one of my employers. And I just said, I got to go back uh, to Lincoln and finish yep. up. I wanted to be a therapist and I've always, I've always loved uh, psychology. I've always loved the way the brain works, why people do what they do, all that stuff. And it kind of like walked like hand in hand with theater, right? Because what you're doing in theater is like, taking on somebody and like putting them on for the show, like, and being that person. So it's just kind of like an extension of that. I'm not just, I didn't want to just put someone on. I wanted to understand them and I wanted the people to understand what I was putting on through that. So it kind of like was always in the back of my mind. I almost double majored in musical theater and psychology at Wesleyan, but I didn't end up. um, Yeah. I I got, I think I needed like, nine to ten more credits to be able to fully to fully get double major and i just went no um so when i moved back to omaha i re-enrolled at bellevue university and just did like an accelerated only psychology based program so i got my so i have my batch i have my bachelor's in musical theater with an emphasis in directing and i have my bachelor's in psychology and then when I finished that, COVID shut everything down and the state of Nebraska actually reached out to me and said, hey, we see that you're somebody who just finished your psychology degree. We have a grant through UNMC that will pay for you to become something that's called a PLAYDAC, which is okay. a provisional licensed alcohol and drug drug abuse counselor. Um, wow. And they were like, you do this program. We pay for the textbooks. We pay for the courses. You just do it because this, like the state needs people to do that. I was like... That's not what I want to do. Um, at first, I was like, I could do it. It's free. But that wasn't necessarily on my radar. I didn't specifically want to like specialize in drug, alcohol, and substance abuse. Yeah. Um, but it kind of just felt like right place, right time. And I didn't want to say no to it. Because at the end of the day, if I get my provisional license and I, and I can specialize in drugs and alcohol, if I become like a full-blown counselor... That's just part of it, right? I can say, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, I do all this, the co-occurring, but I can also do substance abuse, which can't hurt. Obviously, it's something that's needed. So that gets me to where I'm at currently, which is I'm a case manager at the Stevens Center Hero Program, which is uh, a homeless shelter and rehabilitation in South Omaha. Um, I've been here for two years almost, like a year a year and some, but I started out as just an intern getting my internship hours. And now um, I'm a full-time case manager with the intention to re-enroll and finish my, get my master's in clinical psych, which will then allow me to be a full-blown counselor um, and all of that. So that's, is there a main focus on what you want to counsel? That might be a dumb question, but like, no, there's like, yeah, guidance counselor, life counselor, things like that. Is there something like you're imagining that's the number one goal? Well, okay. So my initial reason I wanted to become a counselor was because growing up a gay kid in out Western Nebraska, I was like, 
if any one adult, any adult would have looked at me and said, the feelings you're feeling are, are not, are, don't make you a freak. They don't make you a bad person. You're just becoming an adult and you're re- realizing if any adult could have looked at me at that time and said something like that to me or like talk me through that or anything like that, I think my life would have been a little bit different. Uh, would have maybe helped you not to put words in your mouth, but maybe help you get through it a little bit more, like whatever, like not feel right. like an outsider or things of that nature, right? Yeah, it would have helped with a lot of like the self doubt and the self hate and like all the stuff that you you like you cope with, like because you hide it for so much, right? Like there's people mm-hmm. who know because like you have mannerisms that are more flamboyant, you know, you don't like the things that some of the quote unquote stereotypical like straight guys would like, but. I always said I want to be a counselor for gay kids and their families because if it if a kid is like I want to come out but my parents are reacting wrong just like a couple who's going through like couples counseling could a family go through counseling on that to be able to still find common ground and love one another luckily that was my main goal when I was younger that that's what I wanted to do and now we have taken so many steps forward we got a long way to go but yeah. there's there isn't necessarily as much of a need for that specific of a counselor, which is a blessing that we don't have to do that. Yeah, uh, sure. But like, I think in general, a f- like just like a family counselor would be awesome just yeah. to be like, Oh yeah. You know, like, like something happened and my kid needs to see a therapist or I don't know if life coach is necessarily it because sometimes I get a little too pushy and be like, what the fuck are you doing? Like get up and get what <laughs> hey, you got to do. do go figure it out right now. Yeah. It's not that hard, okay. At, at work, we joke about like, I kind of want to, <laughs> as a gay guy, I just want to like, open a, a counseling center. That's just like, you come in and I read you for filth, honey, what are you doing? You look <laughs> like shit. No wonder you're not getting anything you want, which is not trauma informed at all. It would not work. I would be stripped of my license. It, it, right might, away. it might not work a lot, but it could work for somebody. Like, no, I can <laughs> yeah. it might hit that one person. That's like, you know what? I'm fucking filthy. I already figured this shit out right now. <laughs> yeah. So that just like a counselor in general, um, I think okay. helping people with, you know, anxiety, depression, all the things that are like the common there's it's i mean so common now which is good that we're talking about it so it feels a little more common because prior to covid-19 prior to probably even you know 2015 we just we didn't talk about it a lot now there's a lot of services um but anxiety depression and trauma are just all over the place and the best thing somebody can do is just talk about it i mean your podcast alone is a form of therapy like talking through I mean, yeah, things I say it all the time yeah yeah um and you know you got your cliche things like oh you know if you just talk about how you feel and like feel your feelings i mean that's not the reason they're stereotypical is because they're true um people who can talk (laughs) things through and they find the right person to talk to at the right time it can it can save their life it can change their life so um i've been really lucky working at the steven center because i've gotten to run like men's processing groups and Mm -hmm. you know talk one-on-one with a lot of people who I mean, Dustin, I've talked to people who have like they have murder charges, like second degree murder, assault, you know, people who've been raped, people who have like, I mean, it's there's a lot that goes into it, right? It's very, very deep. Um, And to be able to just look at them and be like, you know, your experience is valid and you should talk about it is super like there's times I'll tell people I'll look at them and be like, I'm not the person 
who you probably need to hear this from, but I, I want you to know, I'm sorry that you went through that. I know I wasn't the person that put you through that, but I'm sorry. You didn't deserve that. You deserve to be ha- happy. And sometimes and to watch that's some what people, people need. hundred yeah. percent. So they need to hear that from somebody and they hadn't heard that. So that's yeah. Yeah. beautiful that you do that. Yeah. I sat, I sat as a little intern scared shitless in my first, uh, men's group full of, well, I mean, I can't big, imagine like if you're there, like the first time having to do that oh, kind of counseling terrified. or anything, what do I say? Make sure I say the right thing. Like shit. I get nervous interviewing people. Like make sure I don't say anything too fucking stupid. And, yeah. but like, yeah, like you there. Cause everyone's, like not maybe not at first but like i maybe that feeling i'm just gonna guess is like they're all there winning and they're looking at you like you're gonna give me the answer this guy right now you winston are giving yep. me the answer of my life and you're well, like and that's right, say the right shit the pressure is unreal right so like yeah. i'm sitting there as an intern with 20 dudes some of them some of them are like fresh out of da- jail prison institutionalized and they will they'll grill you they were like are you an addict and I was like, well, no, I mean, I don't have any substance. Abuse. And we don't have to tell them that we don't have to. I did but, direct an addict in the show called this. Yeah, know, that one. I was like, I don't have that. No. Um, and they're like, well, how the fuck are you going to help us like that? Yeah, they like, immediately. That gonna, I was just about like, what are you going like, to do? Yeah. Why are you going to be the one that helps us? And yeah. I just looked at him, Dustin. And you know me. This is very, very me. I just said, yeah. well, so and so in a world of people who don't give a fuck if you as an addict live or die. I do. So you can either use me for the next two hours while we're in this group, or you can sit there quietly. I don't really care, but that's why we're here. And yeah. from that point on, like the shift has just been now, like, obviously I've been a case manager for a long time. I'm the senior case manager currently on the team. Um, and so wow. like, there's Shout just, out. they do know. Yeah. Weird flex, <laughs> but like, no they, uh, strong flex, strong <laughs> flex, senior case manager. Suck it. Everybody else. <laughs> Yeah, well, I, my team is great. I love them. Uh, we've had a lot of changes, but they're really cool. But like, it just now there's just like a, a trust that you build with them, and there are people that have been super successful, and that's been super cool uh, to see them go out and rebuild their life. And they'll like send an email that's just like things are going good. Uh, my wife and I are back together, and our kids. We got our kids back, and where you know you got people who have relapsed, and I've seen them time and time again. You know, just coming back through, and and that's tough too. But, um. It is so nice to not get up every day and go to a desk job that like yeah, I maybe would feel fulfillment. fulfilled in. Yeah, yep. you're getting fulfilled. Exactly. Look at that. That Jenk show me a fucking that no. Good podcast host. Um yeah, you're gonna get some fulfillment from that. True. It's the same as being a teacher, but you're getting that fulfillment just like not like a you know, not selfish, like you're like, I hope that's fucking awesome, man. I'm glad you're doing that and you're like yep that check cleared cool let's go again accountant like, fuck off all right no one gives a fuck you know yep. yeah that's fucking amazing Winnie. and i think that speaks to kind of your personality and like who you are that's one of the things we'll get into later but that's fucking beautiful um yeah, I, I have it. i have a question though i was curious so i mean like just just like how we knew each other like we're coming up in theater i mean you went through that that mm-hmm. whole uh, saga and story and that sounded like annoying. Like I was like, with a whole fucking saga. Like I didn't be like <laughs> with that whole bullshit you told me. A whole fucking thing about your life. Um, but like, so was being the the theater world, because I know you were more of a you're an actor, then started to be a director and you moved to New York. You know, that's the goal. Did you have a struggle with did you feel like because you know you said you've always wanted to be a counselor, so maybe that was always the number one dream, but like 
it just never fruitioned and then you you're doing the theater world so do you have this struggle of i've given up on my dream what the fuck do i do now did you have uh, that kind of if that makes it like did you have that kind of oh yeah conversation or anything for sure so uh, my dream was always theater i was going to yeah. broadway i was going to be on movies tv all that um like and my heart's still in that right like if i could go be in a show now i would right i'm probably probably not a musical i'm a little rusty um yeah, I can't. And God forbid, I try to dance right now. Yeah, uh, but I swear my ankle falling down fucking steps. I can't fucking <laughs> do no tap number. Get the fuck out of here. But but you know, like like a stage play. I would. I mean, I miss that. I miss getting to be somebody else. I miss the energy you get from the audience and with a, a cast. I miss that every day. Because um, you're you're naturally just a creative minded person. Like you, correct. That's just who you are, and that's yep, always and who you're gonna be too. Hundred percent. So. To answer the, your question of, did you ever feel like you're giving up your dream? Moving home from New York was the hardest, was one of the hardest things when it comes to that, right? Because yeah. my entire life, it was theater, 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 all the way through. I mean, Wesleyan, right? Like I finished Wesleyan yeah. and went, all right. Like I had no idea that when we bowed the last time at Zimmer Girls, that that'd be the last time I was on stage. Since, Isn't that fucking right? crazy? And it's nuts. Like I have not, Um, I would love to go back and tell that kid to soak that moment up which is i i definitely did because it was the last show of our senior year like for me it was the last show that i was yeah. in but like to be able to tell that like tell him hey listen you're not gonna do theater for and potentially forever i have a feeling i'll go back and do it right like at some point yeah even community theater or whatever but like i went out to new york and i said i'm gonna go out there because maybe a theater possibility like will open up but then i got out there dustin and i didn't audition I didn't yeah. go to auditions. I didn't look at call sheets. I didn't do any of that. I went out there and I worked my I worked my day like all day job at Verizon Wireless, which was fine. I got good at it. Selling yeah. cell phones to New Yorkers is insane because Fucking New Yorkers assholes. are just crazy. Dicks, but like dicks. again, I learned a lot from that job. Then I went and I started working in the chiropractic office. I learned a lot, got some good friends, got to work close to home, made some decent money. But like I didn't go do theater. So when I moved home from New York, I just went, Are you giving up? And I was like, Well, Winston, you never started. You got out there yeah. and you went and spent a shitload of money on seeing theater. Mm-hmm. I saw your Shakespeare in the park. You know, I've I saw some of our friends and that stuff. That it cost you one fucking cent. You're okay. damn right. It cost you, it You're cost damn right. All cent. I did was had to buy that new umbrella because that it shit started <laughs> raining, and thank God I did. Don't tell but... people that. Everyone, if you that my Shakespeare in the park had 200,000 people in the fucking audience. There was no rain. It was fucking, don't talk about my shitty Shakespeare in the Park show. Okay, well, no one said it was shitty. So what, are, what are you putting on to that? I thought it was, I was Do we need to unpack? Was no, it was great. I had a great time. And it was cool because, like, I was watching one of my best friends do Shakespeare in Central Park. It didn't matter if it rained. It didn't matter if, like, a fucking halal truck was being pushed <laughs> down behind. It didn't matter. Like, it was cool. Yeah. And like the fact that you were doing that was awesome. And I loved being there. And I think what I miss most about not being in New York is not being there with all with all of our friends. But if you look at a lot of our friends, a lot of our friends are not still doing theater theater. Like, but you find out when you get there, there's 900 ways to do theater in New York, not just on stage. Right. Like we have so many friends who do stage management production. No, but I mean, like, so there's so many ways to do theater that aren't just I'm up on stage doing the damn thing and that's still cool when we all set out for new york we didn't think about that right we're like start spreading if i'm not 
Jean Valjean that I have failed. Yeah. I mean, and it's also like, even if you you take it away from theater, it's like, it, it kind of, you triggered this when you talked about how you're getting to do some sort of, ah, this is ah, lack of a better term because of my shitty drinking podcast, but like you're doing some sort of creative problem solving type thing in your job where like you get to still stretch that muscle. For example, me being able to teach in this creative atmosphere when I first got here, I still was doing something active where I was using that skill set, yeah. not in the skill set of doing a fucking monologue from Shakespeare, but right. And I also still had that too. I was still doing all that. And like, even at that job, I have a job where I'm, I'm using my brain creatively. Mm-hmm. So I'm still able to, I'm doing something that I like in that sense. And you're doing that with your job too. And that's just a way of, Sometimes in New York, it's it's fucking difficult. I've said this numerous times on the podcast. It's fucking hard. It's not easy. It's not easy to fucking. I've said numerous times how I have paid for my theater friends Metro cards because they couldn't do it because they're so dedicated to being in the show, which God bless them. Sometimes you realize I want to fucking have money to do the shit I want to do. And everyone well, and has their opinion on how to get that done. But exactly. Yeah. And that's. The, the biggest thing is you go out there thinking one thing. And I think that's just life, right? That's like being yeah. an adult. You go out there thinking it's going to be one way and then it's not. But you huh. still thrive because like, don't get me wrong. Anybody who's out there in, in New York right now or out in LA because we got friends out there anywhere. I love seeing all of our friends from school just be successful doing what they're doing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, we, we have friends doing some awesome stuff and I'm proud of all of them who do it. Yeah. Uh, yeah but I'll tell right. you, and this is just from like, obviously from me to you, like, even if you were here in Omaha, Dustin, or you're back in Grand Island, or you were in Lincoln, or you went to Chicago, like it's hard everywhere, right? Yeah, so, no like, matter what, really, it's hard no matter what you fucking do. If you're a goddamn yeah. railroad technician or fucking electrician, carpenter, whatever it is, it's fucking hard no matter what you do. Yeah. So it's just like, yo, I just hope you're doing good in life. And that's that's it. That's all I that mean, fucking matters. And that's all you can ask for. Like, okay, yeah. are my paychecks clearing? Good. Am I able to still balance my you know my uh like my work life and my home life am i still doing things that make me happy great guess what you let me just tell all the listeners you're successful if if no one's told you today that is success and you should be proud of yourself for that point blank because that's that's what life's about if you successfully got up today you did maybe you got one car like coffee at starbucks maybe you know you just got into work 25 minutes late it doesn't matter you did the damn thing congratulations you were successful today boom and that is what we call a segment called winston knowledge all right winston i'm gonna fucking pour this entire cinnamon into this fucking drink now i feel like i have to okay a little tidbit but see that doesn't feel like enough this is a fucking little scratch so why don't you do this? Put some in your hand and then just like put some in these gold mines and these gold mines. I'm not... you talking about these these, gold mines these babies right here. The baby right here. You're telling me to put the cinnamon in these hands? No, sir. No. <laughs> You're so stupid. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, God. Okay. Um, that was fucking inspirational. I fucking love that. Thank you for all that. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm the worst podcast host in all time. What okay. are you talking? No, you so, are not. You, I said, Winnie, hey, you look, will hear I this entire time. I, there's not one episode where I don't say I'm the worst. I don't fucking know what I'm doing. I also okay, get that so from my friend Pat that. McAfee. No, let's I get it from my that. friend Pat McAfee. Or not my friend. Literally, this dude's famous as shit. Uh, he's my favorite. Like he's literally <laughs> not my friend at all. Don't know. He doesn't know who I am. But he has a show, and it's my favorite sports show. Like I literally look up to him on how he does his show, how he does it so non-traditionally. He contradicts himself. It's like, dude, people pay me fifty million to do this. Like I don't fucking know why this is fucking <laughs> stupid. Like I do stupid <laughs> shit, and that's how I feel sometimes. Like the fact that anybody listens to me, the fact that any at any point my episodes got over this many downloads or whatever, and I'm like, that's wild that anybody listens to me. And no, I don't make any money from this stupid shit. I'm like it's dumb, but it's fun. And I love it. Who gives a fuck? It, it's so, great. It brings you joy, yeah. which is is hilarious. Oh, I love listening to you. You're, uh, it's just, when you say things like, "Oh yeah, I'm the fucking work." I don't think so. I think you're killing it. You know, I, I said, "Hey, look, um, I got my Christmas sweater on." You're like, "Pause, hold, please," and you went and put it on. <laughs> Listen, you're 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 ready to go with anything. That's great. Always. That's that's wonderful. Just, that's just who I am. I'm, I'll jump in and do fucking anything. Motherfucker okay. can't make his bed for the podcast, but okay, can. you can't even tell. Okay, you can't even fucking tell that it's not made. Okay, it's just. I just maybe you know, shit. It, it isn't made. It isn't made at all. It's not made at all. And the fact if this even gets on YouTube, it's pretty shitty. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> if you don't try to get it on YouTube when I have all these lights, oh, it'll and, be on YouTube. And, and I made the YouTube, I, I made the fun. bed and everything behind me. Like for all you who are just listening to the sound of our voice, we oh, have sexy. we have put some stuff on for you. We are dressed in Christmas sweaters. And uh mine says got... Christmas Stoge. <laughs> I got Packer hat on. Packer it's stoge. great. So just see that, see that in your mind, and then yeah. you will be here with us. And think about in the next hour and a half, I'm gonna be way drunker than I even am now. Good. Okay. As it should be. All the other bullshit um aside now. Me and you. Mm-hmm. The reason you're on. One of my best friends in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, like I've said, this, this podcast is about connection and, and this whole thing is about me, you being your people. So here's what I want to do a couple things here. First, I, I do want to talk about how we met. We'll get into that whole thing. Cause it's a, I think it's a funny traditional fucking, what are you laugh? What are you doing? Nothing. Let's Don't laugh like that. Let's go. Don't interrupt me like that ever again. Yes, sir. Um, thank you. Yes, Eddie. <laughs> 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 I wondered how long it would take us to get into that. 37 oh, God, minutes. I actually didn't think about it until that moment right there. Oh. Okay, so when I went back home, Winston <laughs> is one of my people, okay? And Winston, he shows me this fucking video. And I will let Winston take most of it over. But I have watched that video when I just <laughs> need to laugh my ass off. And I don't know if it's... We talk. We used to watch videos all the time. That's part of our friendship, Winnie. So, and I don't know if it's just like me, you, Jakey found it funny as fuck. Oh, it kills me. Could you give a little yeah. look at all this video? So it's probably it's legitimately probably one of the first TikToks I ever saw. Like when TikTok <laughs> took off, and it's just this kid doing this like little sketch with himself. You know where they like the, the person pretends to be two people just with a different angle. And he's just like, you know what? Uh, they say whatever noise you make when I hit your hip, that's your sex noise. And like, and then he turns the camera to someone. He goes, I don't even know what that. And then he like acts like he hits himself, and he just goes, Oh fuck! Ah. And like, 
they just sit there and they look at each other for a hot second and he goes you're not going to tell anybody about this are you and then he goes i don't even know what i would tell him and what's it kills dude it kills me it kills time. it kills i don't know if i can tag that video somewhere but the most underrated part about that video is his aggressive fucking hand like that now make yeah that whole face he comes <laughs> up it's full like whatever this is like <laughs> it's so aggressive it almost kills me more than the fucking sound now because he's just like <laughs> he comes it's, in and does it i don't even know what i would tell me. him murders me so about us how we yeah. met our i want to talk about why I would think that I would be considered one of your people too, in the same oh, way that I consider you without one of a my doubt. people, right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. don't want to make assumptions here. Um, I have a grief to air at some point as well, but I want to say, let's start with this. Why am I one of your people? Ooh, that's a good question. I know, um, right? That's good shit. That's some fucking Steve Harvey shit. That's what that is. Steve Harvey? He's the only one I can think of. Does he have a podcast? No, I think he has a show. I think, but I think it's the. I, don't I mean, he's know. on Family Feud, isn't he? Maybe he it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Why are he you my person? Okay, um, that's a good question. I would say that um, when you meet people who are just un unafraid to be loyal to their friends, it, it's a huge thing, right? Like, I consider myself very, very lucky that the core group of people that are in my life. And I think that you've, you've made these same similar statements on your podcast. When you find a group of people that despite arguments, bickering, you know, miscommunications that are still there when you need them, like, or from miles and miles apart, they're there for you when you need them. That's huge. Um, You've always been that for me. Uh, I remember that one our first like it was our first thanksgiving in new york to like you and yeah, i yeah me and you me and, and you. It was i was my like first time here it was uh yeah. yeah and i just said hey dustin you want to come out to terrytown because rachel's got something and i'm just going to be by myself do you want to come out and we made like i but i just we, I, like we, I, there, let me be very clear there's no we when you did everything i just showed up and ate the fucking thing <laughs> okay i'm very i'm very grateful that you said that because <laughs> That is accurate. Well, no, I had never, never in my do life. A goddamn thing. <laughs> I had to FaceTime my mom, Bo's grandma, to tell me how to do the turkey. Like I was basting and I was like, I don't, I've never done this before, but Dustin and I are two Nebraska boys out here for our first Thanksgiving alone together. I'm just trying to make us food. And it was, I mean, it ended up being fine. We ate and passed out. Oh, it was like, fucking incredible. But I just I, didn't do anything to help <laughs> at all. I just showed up and I was like, hey, look at all this. Shit. <laughs> look at all this food. This yeah. is cool. <laughs> so that was uh, but again, like I reached out to you and said, hey, do you want to do this? Like almost kind of knowing that you'd probably say yes. Do you know what I mean? Like just because yeah. like that's that's kind of our friendship is just yeah, like, it's like if you asked me to do something. Yeah, I'm going to do that. Why the fuck would I not do that? Yeah. I mean, just like when you're home, you know, there's always like an assumption that if it's possible, we'll see each other. If not. I mean, everybody's busy, but we try to. I mean, when you're here for your birthday, but like even th- like, yeah, I I think what's important to that, and I could get to gripes about this, but I don't want to be negative. But like, if you were around me, you're like, hey, do you want to go out this Saturday? There's nothing going to be really anything more important than me. Like, oh, Winston wants to hang out on Saturday. I'm going to go hang out with Winston. Right. Like, right. The fuck, it, as opposed to Carrie Underwood asking me to have a makeout session. Like, I'm fucking going to hang out with Winston. Like, it's, okay. But if it's Carrie Underwood, babe, you can just say Carrie Underwood wants to make out with me, and I'll be like. I know I'm oh. saying like I would could clearly go and then I would say fuck you Winston but I'm saying oh okay like, good 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 but there's a like 
it's one of those things as a friendship. And I know that you talk about the loyalty that I'm really big on or whatever. And I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah, if Winston wants to see me, I'm going to fucking see Winston. Yeah. Like I, it's, it does. It's you say like a question, like, oh, we'll see. You. I'm like, you better fucking see me when I'm in fucking Nebraska. Like, right. There's very few. Like I see my family. I'm going to see Winston and Jake. That's what I'm going to fucking see yeah. every time I'm there. Right. It's just like established. Right. Well, and the, the other thing is just like, we've been through a lot of shit as well. That will yeah. also like, also when you go through things with people, it automatically just like it, like, firms up that that foundation and we've been and you through, go through those things and you still you're still talking to this day yeah and you know we don't yeah. have but it's like you you know me from a journey yeah. and i know you from a journey and mm-hmm. we're still here and we still talk like nothing like yeah. there's a comfortability it's like oh winston knows me mm-hmm. and i can be myself completely and i know that i'm okay like it's fun and everything and then yep I mean, that's that's exactly it. I thought that when you were when you were here a couple of weeks ago, I it just like when you like when we were in the living room, just like sitting there, like you, me and Jake specifically. But like, I mean, all of our guy friends, like we could just sit in a room and none of us had to say anything. And then all of a sudden it was like we were comfortable. You know what I mean? And I yeah, think yeah. Uh, I, I know it, it applies to a lot of people. But I think us being young men. Like there aren't like next to being in a fraternity like there aren't a lot of guys who feel that comfortable just like sitting in a space together. And like, yeah. I feel that comfortable with you when I'm around you, all that kind of thing. So like that on top of, you know, a lot of amazing positive growth. Plus, I mean, we're not going to sit here and pretend like it's been sunshine and rainbows. We've had arguments, we've had disagreements, but the thing that we always did, unlike some, like unlike some friendships that you watch go to the wayside, we like, we worked through it. Sure. I think, I think like you kind of talked about it with Jake too. You know, there have been periods in our lives where we haven't, we didn't talk for several days, a couple weeks, whatever it might be. I don't know if you and I ever had like that long. I mean, that's, that's dude, there's a specific point that I'd like to make. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, bring it up. I'm good with it. We've my, so to answer back to like why you're one of my people, Winnie, Mm -hmm. there's almost, there's a few things. It's like there's a thing where I get around you where I get fucking giddy. Like, I literally get giddy when I'm around you. I'm like, okay. Winston's here. Fucking yes. Like, I don't know what it is. And I think I've known like, there was this like spark of literally. I mean, we joke about wanting to be married, but like, that's probably mm-hmm. the weird, like whatever spark. I'm like, Winston's here. I'm like, fuck yes. I'm going to hang out with Winston. Like, I just right. have, I get excited. Like, if you were not coming to a thing, I'd be like, it's not going to be as good. Winston's not here. <laughs> like, there's this thing about like, I just wanted to be your friend. And mm-hmm. Anytime I'm around you, like we just have fun. It's funny. I can say something, you're gonna laugh, or you're gonna be like, it's like it's just a good fucking time. Yeah. But another thing is to me, and correct me if I'm wrong, I don't feel like we've ever had a fight or argument more than a day or two. And one of my favorite things about us is you specifically, because you know how stubborn I am. You will call me out and be like, no, let's talk about it right now. Like if you know something's bothering. I wonder if you're going to bring that up. There's like two instances I can think of, and I'm probably not going to get them right. But my favorite thing is like, it's never festered with us. Yeah. Never one time. I think every one of my friends, like you've had like a close friend, like you all have those disagreements with you, you for me, like, and I always thought that I was like, oh, he actually fucking cares about losing me as a friend. You know what I mean? Like not, not, not to make fucking mountain of a mohill here, but you like didn't you like no that's unacceptable we're gonna talk about this like i think our first ever fight and i honestly got winnie have no fucking idea what it was about couldn't tell you i think it was in college or something 
But all I remember was you knew I was mad. You said, meet me in the like the foyer fucking now. And we sat and we talked about it. It's yeah. like, we're not going to be mad at each other. And yeah. then there was another instance where I don't even know. Maybe it was a couple days longer. I don't know. But like that we talked on the phone. She's like, we're going to fucking talk this out. Yeah. And it was and I always held that so dear to me because I'm like, to me, it showed me that like Winston doesn't want to lose me as a friend. Like he clearly values our, our friendship relationship. So right. it's like, how can I never like it's that's one of the reasons why I feel like you're my people, if that makes sense. And just like that's yeah. it, it was always the coolest thing to me because I felt like you refused to let that go. You're like, well, which, we're not going to do this, man. There's which not going to be nuts. a time where we're not talking. It it's is not. It, it's nuts to me because, like, up until that point, I like there are very few people. I mean, now it's a little more common, but there were like, I didn't do that, right? If somebody was mad yeah. at me, I like kind of like closed back into my shell, and I was like, "Well, they're mad at me. I Same. don't know what I did wrong." Like, and for some reason, with you, I was just like, like, I, there was one time, and I remember it very specifically. It's probably the same time you were talking about. You sent me a text that was like, "No, it's fine, Winston. Whatever. Like, I don't care. I'll see you around." And I just remember like Kill Bill sirens going off in my head. Like I put too much into this relationship. And now like current me, like we've been out of, have we been out of college 11 years? No, we've been, it's been 11 years since our freshman year. Oh, I did the math before I was about we got to say, on here. Don't tell me that. 11, 11 years? 11 years Jesus, since our, no, no yeah. <laughs> well, because it's, it's 2022 and we were the incoming class of 2011. So oh, 11 years ago, we all started at Wesleyan together and like but the kill bill siren off my head and at the time maybe a couple months of a friendship and i was just like oh no this is not how this ends i did not we did not put this much <laughs> effort in for this to be how and so i remember i walked to your door and i was like yep this ain't happening <laughs> you you could be mad i'm gonna be mad we have our opinions but we're gonna go out here and we're gonna talk about it so let's talk yep. about it and i think that we've always just kind of like approached our relationship that way um yeah which you helped me to grow in that way right because like i can't believe i had the balls to say that to you at the time but like i from that moment on that's just how i've kind of like handled my relationships with the people i care about right like yeah you are you are a hundred percent okay to feel the way you feel right like if you want to be mad or i said something and and it was it was not what i should have said or i came off horribly or looking like an asshole or i was insensitive at a time 100 percent say it but like the biggest thing that would be so detrimental to you or myself or just anyone, like don't throw the towel, don't throw in the towel, right? Yeah. Like don't, if you have people that you love and you care about, like we have in the past, like I, you're right. I couldn't tell you what the hell we were fighting about. I couldn't even remember what was up. You were upset Not about one but thing, I, but I just remember that situation. That's what the porn part of that was. Yeah. I don't remember and, what the fuck we were fighting about at all. Well, and I, and I had kind of, I had gotten to know you a little bit already by then. And I knew that if you sat and stood in it, it would be something that would eat you up and you didn't deserve that. Like I, I literally went to your door expecting you to either yell and scream at me or like, uh, like hit me if you wanted. I didn't even care. I was just like, I I'm not going to let this go via text. Cause that's stupid. Both of us deserve better than that. And then that's just kind of been like okay. where we go. We're pretty open and honest about, Hey, listen, this happened. I don't feel great about it. Let's make sure that we're like, we talk it through because not neither of us want that. So yeah. It, that's it's all it's it's fucking crazy man it's also like there's this weird thing with you for me it's like i could never i don't know what i would aggressive but it's like i don't like i don't know what i would do if like there's certain friends like if they're mad at you you go all right cool be mad until you're not mad anymore right i don't know what i would do if i felt like you were mad at me 
Like if I knew and if I actively knew you were mad at me, right. I couldn't just sit there and be like, all right, Winston, be pissed. I'd be like, all right, I have to talk to him right now. Right. Like I that's to me, that's my our relationship for me anyway. I'm like, I can't let you be mad at me. I'm like, no, we're gonna talk this out. I'm not gonna you can be upset. I can understand. I'll, t- I'll take the L. I fucked up, but like, I'm not. I'm gonna do what I need to do to fix it. Uh huh. I'm uh, not yeah, just I, gonna let it there. Let it go. I agree. And as you, as we get, as we got older, you know, like, I think at first it was, I, I it was probably pettiness to be like, no, 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 I'm not gonna let you throw away our friendship for this because I probably felt like I was 100 percent right in that situation. You were wrong, which is just that's not realistic. Like everybody has a little Let me bit show of this dumbass motherfucker boy. That right. Was and, but right. now because because we made it through that interaction at a I mean, at a young age, let's I mean, we were 20, 21 years old, like to have yeah. two people talking to each other that way. Like and I mean, we had it out. We said this is what it was. And you were like, I feel this way. I feel this way. And again, I can't even tell you what it was about. Yeah. But we discussed it like adults. And we said, this isn't what we're going to. This Quite literally, how we're gonna probably the most mature relationship I've ever been a part of in my entire <laughs> life is with you. Because yeah, it's I, like everything you're saying. We talked about it. We shared about it. We're like, okay, my opinion valid. Your opinion's valid. How did both of us mess up? How do we both fix the situation? If I acted like that with everybody else, yeah, that'd be, that'd be cool. But well, it, I was just going to say, I mean, ultimately, that's what you want in your relationships, right? Like, it's healthy to say, no, like, that's and and like, just like a peek behind my car. I mean, like, that's how Bo and I talk about things, right? Like, I would say Bo and I have arguments. Uh, we yeah. have disagreements. But like, that's how I as a human being have now just started to approach things. Listen, I can be a petty, petty person, right? Like, if something hits Same. me the wrong way, and I feel sh- slighted. I know in that moment that my initial my initial go to reaction is going to be petty, right? I'm going to be like, nope. You know what? Fine, I'll sit here. Bye. You don't want to give me your time. You don't want to whatever. And then I go, all right. But now, luckily, I think part of it part of it now is is maturity and just like education and life experience. I go, I get to sit in that feeling for a hot second. And actually, we use this uh, at at work, right, with clients. Because a lot of times they have a lot of really bad situations and you get to sit in your pity pot for 15 minutes. Go feel mad. Go feel pissed off. Go feel crabby. The world's against you. Everything sucks. Set a timer on your phone for 15 minutes. When that timer goes off, put that shit to bed because we don't have time because, for it. Because being upset about it forever is just going to. Yeah, I I, I, I totally yeah. agree with that. I take that. I used to take that with like auditions or anything like that. Like, yeah, be mad. Take the day. Be pissed be fucking upset but in the end that negativity holding on to it it's not going to do anything but just you be mad about it it won't yeah, the only person that hurts is you right like it, and like the- and i have to i have to deal with that sometimes with my stubbornness too because i'm like i know that i'm holding on to something where if i just let it go it's fine right i think there's some things where I'm like dude like i've already i've already tried like i, I don't want to get like i don't want to be i don't want to give it out again or give right. that energy when that person's not giving the energy back to me, but also like if I just hold on to the negativity, I'm like, I don't want, we had that situation with our friend. I'll say Scott's name right here. But like I tried, I was like, what the fuck am I mad? Like, I'm not going to hold on to this. I don't give a fuck. I'm done. Right. I'm done. Let's fucking. Well, it, just, it, it just like, you don't deserve to feel like shit either. Right. You don't, you don't deserve to think of somebody and always have that negative, like, yeah. like a bad taste in your mouth. Like, you don't deserve that. He wouldn't deserve that. And, and not just him, like any situation, right? Oh, yeah, like yeah, anybody. Yeah. Part of working through trauma or bad experiences or misinterpretations or whatever it is that causes a dissonance between people is 
you felt that way for a reason. It makes sense. Yeah. It made sense in that moment. And then you sit there and you go, okay, I feel this way. I can either choose to expend my energy trying to repair something or spend my energy being bitter and nasty about it. And that's completely up to you. You get to do whatever you want. Yeah, I'm sure. I've got, I know I have probably exes. I know there are people in my life that I hold some resentments to. And part yeah. of this is, sorry, I keep going back to therapy, but part of what I do, like part of the 12 steps to get over alcoholism or drug addiction or any sort of resentment, you have to release your resentments because all resentment yeah. does is hurt you. That's it. I mean, we've all felt that, right? Like, me yeah. sitting here being mad about the laundry list of shit I'm mad about. The only person it does like nowadays is hurt you, me. Why yeah, am I thinking nothing, about it? They like, don't get yeah, none of them. Give a fuck. It's just you. Exactly. So it's you in a bad mood, bad place, and you have to deal with it. You alone have to deal with it. And now both yeah. because it's your husband. Like you have to. Well, they have to. Deal exactly. With it. Yep. Yep. And my wallet, because usually I, I go to Target, and I spend too much money or I go and I get too many Starbucks. Right. But yeah, 100 percent. And you just said it. You just said something a minute ago. It was probably like two or three minutes ago. You said something about energy. Right. The yeah. other reason you're my people, just to bring it back around, is because without fail, you yeah. continually choose when you don't have to, to give your energy to me. Thus, I want to give it back to you. Yeah. That's beautiful. So, it's, yeah, it's uh, I can't even top that. It's just you're somebody that I always want to give my energy to. There's nothing I don't want to give. Whenever I'm around you, I'm like, yeah, this is yeah. you get. <laughs> Fuck, well, it's be beautiful. it's a beautiful thing. I mean, I love you, and I listen. I tried to give you my hand in marriage, but you just you were like, no, nah, not up. now. But well, yeah, I fucking you know, was like, dicks, fucking thing. Okay. I I hefty poured on this uh. On this one this time. If you don't get if you don't hefty pour on drinks on Dusty, when the fuck do you hefty pour? Okay. Ooh, that was that was a lot of cinnamon. And I just texted Jake. Jake goes, How's it going? I said, It's really good. Dustin and I are like really having a good time chatting. And I said, Dustin's <laughs> interviewing has gotten like like you've improved so much from that first time. I was <laughs> and he goes, Oh, you must be drunk if you're complimenting Dustin. And I said, Oh, <laughs> Dick, what an <laughs> asshole. <laughs> You tell him to fuck off right now. <laughs> yeah, he says, throwing shit. out Dustin compliments? Question mark. You must be drunk. He's <laughs> <laughs> a fucking shit. idiot. So we talked about being a, being one of each other's people. So let's talk about the first time we ever met. Yes. I don't know how much. How much of this do you remember? Every moment of it. Every moment of it. Okay. Mm -hmm. Then then I'm gonna defer to you here. The first time we met, so again, Winston and I went to college together in Nebraska, Wesley, and as you know, our friend Jake that was just on the podcast, our part of our crew, we were on the same, it's this whole same story, the fact we were on the same floor, blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. Winston has a specific story that we, we talked about on the last couple episodes ago. So, Winston, I'll give you the floor here. Can you talk about the first time you ever met your great friend, Dusty? Yes, I can. Because so here's the thing, there's a 100% chance that I the first time we actually saw each other or were in the same space would have been at the all theater meeting. But the first time I ever went to that, I sat clear away from every theater person. Yeah. Like I've said before, and I didn't talk to anybody from there. Right. And I walked out. Well, and none, if you look at it, I would oh, I wish there was like film footage of it because like everyone we came to like be friends with eventually. I don't think any of us, because you probably had you sitting off to your side. 
I probably sat with probably Christian. Uh-huh. Just because like I had seen him before and we interviewed the same day. It was probably Christian and Gabby Delano, I would imagine. Yeah. But then like I wasn't sitting with Scott and then Adam and Stacy were together, probably sitting the two of them, right? I don't even know if Kelsey Earhart was there. Like everybody I don't even know if Rachel Picker was there, but like we weren't around yeah. anybody. And then you fast forward to the end, like when we were finally done, and like those were our people we were always around. Yeah. But so, but I don't count that. I count the fire, the fire pole night because of that is the first time I heard someone say the name Dustin Sutliff. And I went, <laughs> Well, what's going on? So um, just gonna give people who are listening. So we lived in a in a uh, you got you and Jake did it a little bit. We lived in a dorm room where there was like one, two, three, four, five, six, like seven rooms on each side, and you had a main pod in the center. Um, and that pod was kind of where people hung out. We were we were on the third floor, I think. Yeah, but third floor. the center pod was kind of like where people hung out. That we had a TV there, all of that. So I obviously, when I went into college, I was, I had not, I was not a drinker. I hadn't drank yet. Um, cause I was a good, with a lot of Catholic guilt. Um, and I was what we would call a professional. Drinker. Oh yeah. You could shotgun better than, than just about anybody I knew. But before I met you, I think you were, I think you were drunk. Correct me if I'm wrong. I'm pretty sure when we first met, you were absolutely blasted oh yeah yeah because yeah. i remember going okay. to like that was when i started to finally go to these uh dancer parties and all this bullshit yeah okay and, and i i thought so but i didn't want to be like oh yeah dustin you were drunk oh there's but, no shot i wasn't drunk yeah i was for oh, sure drunk. based on based on what you chose to say is what i think is why i think yeah i don't think i normally say that shit when i'm completely sober but maybe now, now with you're you comfortable probably, but yeah. then absolutely yeah not. you now yeah at that time i definitely had the the alcohol in my system yeah so i was sitting there in the third floor pod just hanging out i want to say like we were watching something on tv or whatever yeah yeah um and you come in to the third floor pod and you got like a, a couple other people with you that i probably to this day wouldn't even be able to tell you who they were yeah and you were like kind of just like looking around like <laughs> at everybody and <laughs> you walk over and you kind of lean up against the wall and somebody whoever was with you was just like, like Dustin what are you doing you're just like I'm gonna pull this I'm a I'm a <laughs> I'm a pull this fire this fire alarm and I remember sitting there and I just like wide-eyed looked over like if this kid pulls this fire alarm it's gonna be loud as fuck we're gonna have to all evacuate this building and you like I'm gonna pull it. And then a bunch of people are like, no, Dustin, Dustin, don't, 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 don't. And you're like, no, no, I'm gonna pull it. And I was like, oh my God. And I thought to myself, I was like, I need to get out of here so I'm not guilty by association because this is not gonna be good. <laughs> and so I stood up and you were just like, nah, I'm gonna pull it. And then and somebody sat you down on the couch and then some weird shit. I must have gone into the like our room and then came back out there. And then everybody was talking about just weird like icebreaker questions and then you had to like you had to let us know that if you were going to be any animal in the world <laughs> you would be a dolphin because they're the only animal that has sex for pleasure and then you went <laughs> and like made made the whole motion and i just went i will never ever <laughs> interact with this human again if i do not have to and now cheers buddy. here we are here we are cheers cheers to be on the podcast 
Um, <laughs> I do not know if I could even do the dolphin sound <laughs> or some shit like that. Something like that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think the only thing I remember from that story is at some point, and I only remember because Jake told me that I said, I was like, if I pull this fire alarm, I'm going to run so fast they're going to think that you did it. And then, like, not even that fast of a runner. I'll bet, I'll bet yeah. that's very true. But um, I think that is a wild thing to meet such a douchebag. And then what, the worst thing right now, Winnie, is like, I can't remember the moment where we started like hanging. I was just going to ask, I was going to ask you if you remember, I because really like, I, I distinctly remember that being like the first time I met you and like was able to put your face to Dustin Sullivan like that. But in terms of the first time we hung out, I, I would almost imagine it was probably just like, it started as a sitting at the same lunch table because like you, Jake and Christian, the broskies, like you guys were doing your thing. And I like, wasn't, I wasn't super close with Jake yet either. Jake and I probably didn't get Jake and I were like close right probably towards christmas of our freshman year but like we didn't we aren't like we are now like right away and he hung out with you and christian a lot like you guys you guys drank like a lot and i just i i just didn't really do that um yeah it was weird you being intricated yeah not intricate that's not a word but like um added into the group was an interesting thing because of everything that you were going through too which i know mm-hmm. probably had a part of it and right and then but like it just like slowly became certain things where i was friends with jake and then yeah you were roommates with jake so then we would come in and talk and then we would just start fucking around watching the same shows or playing the yep. same video games fucking batman or whatever the fuck it was yeah i was and yep. and and then it just builds but like i feel bad that i can't remember those like I don't feel bad in the sense of like I don't know if anyone remembers those things, but I right. wish I could have a turn. Like, what was the moment of us becoming such good, or like why we kept kept talking to each other? And then you know, like right now, it seems like it's crazy that we wouldn't be best friends. But at some right. point, we didn't know who each other fucking were, and <laughs> now we're so close now. And like trying to remember that moment that connected us and everything. But if, I do know that moment of being like, that's the first time I met this fucking douchebag, and it's wild to me that you still talk to me. <laughs> do you have a dusty, a favorite dusty and winnie moment? I put this on the spot because I might freeze here because I know the fire alarm is a big thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think of what I would say. I have an idea, but I didn't know if you did. And again, if you don't have a good one, Winnie, it's fine. We'll cut it fav- out. I just favorite- curious if you have like a good top dusty winnie moment. oh i know one of the top ones for me and that was when okay. i took you to the er when you busted your face open <laughs> when you fell on that ice and you because i drove us and i know you and jake kind of already uh, covered the story but like i by that point by the time you fell on the ice we were already established friends so that would have been like february ish so between yeah. between september and february like we officially like did become friends and maybe maybe it was well, and you were in the Christmas picture that December. You were in that first one. Yeah, so yeah. we would have been friends by then. So I would I was probably didn't take, friends at that point. Yeah. It it probably it probably didn't take us long. It was probably the month of September into October, probably going to a couple bear pit parties and just like hanging out. But I I will never forget taking you to the ER because the like that was nuts. Like I watched you fall 
I walked in and I uh, and I remember Scott and I and Christian walked in. I saw in that I said, scar right above my eye, right like, above your eye. I'll bet because I'll I'll never forget you fell and your head hit the ice first. And you kind of like your head like did one of let's, these. Let's recap and, here. We're literally going so at the theater campus there is um a place called the studio and it was off of the theater campus. So certain a lot of theater classes, especially first years, had to do acting classes there. So we're mm-hmm. traveling. It was winter. There was like snow. For some reason, like literally all of us could have just walked around this thing and went in there. But for some, like we all took one at a time, jumping over and landing. Now, to give myself a little credit, I was clearly the I was the most athletic person in this group. Oh, everybody went by far, by far. The person who shouldn't have eaten shit the most would have been you. And like, because the rest of us penguin walked across it. Dustin Sutliff just <laughs> slipped, fell face forward, boom, blood and everywhere. Dustin, I will. I, it, it's probably because of the blood that like it's seared in my mind. I remember you went down and I like shuffled over and you looked up and like, obviously part of it was because it was the first class of the day. We all got up with about 10 minutes to get down there, which was stupid. And so we were rushing and you looked up and I remember I remember the blood like a movie just start to go down over your face. And I went, oh, oh, God, like I <laughs> and so Death I has par- come early this year. OK, I partially went into the studio to tell Eric, hi, Dustin just fell. And he's got blood coming down his face. But I was like, also, I need to get paper towels. So this kid can push it up against his up against his eye and I'm going to take him to the ER. And Eric was like, OK. And then for some reason, Christian decided he needed to go. Nellis decided like a he group needed of- to go like, <laughs> I swear to God. Like- that many Eric, of you need Eric to go to this? Probably like you guys are idiots but like i i remember i like i had and it was probably just because i came in there with such like an intention i was just like dustin fell he's bleeding i'm grabbing paper towels i'm taking him to the er and he's like okay and i was like okay and then like we okay. ran right and then we <laughs> met up with jake who had nothing going on and could have easily been the one to take you so the rest of us go to class i said hey we dustin fell we're taking him to the er get in the car, and we all fucking drive to the er <laughs> and like of course we're we're college freshman i'm like i don't even know do you go to the nearest hospital do you ask yeah. siri where the nearest like what do we do and siri was relatively new at that point too and i just was like uh, we're just gonna go to the yard ER. so i took you to that er there was snow <laughs> everywhere it was hard to drive my car did not have good tread and i was like i'm gonna kill all of us dustin's bleeding out in here and then we get there we get you through and they ask they say one person go with you and i was like i'll go with him and then Christian like Jake, clear when he's going to be the one to go. Yeah. Through. And then Christian, Jake and uh, Nellis decide they're going to go get food because they were hungry. And so I get, I don't know why I ever did this. I trusted them with my car. And then you and I sat there and I, rem- <laughs> I remember <laughs> you. They'd already give you some painkillers. They had like put the little thing on there and you were just like, you, like you had your arms crossed across your chest and you were just kind of like laying there. <laughs> and you just started. You looked over at me and you started giving me the Varro de- like the speech. <laughs> <laughs> that they give in Spartacus of like take care of the family, blah blah. Like you're gonna die, <laughs> and I went this goofy ass kid is just like <laughs> too much for me, and I'm glad that I'm here with him. And we laughed and joked, and like they wouldn't let the other guys come in. And then Scott's ass shows up after class gets over and just it's walks, it's walks in, just walks like, right in, full intention, head down. Hey, buddy, how are where's you doing Dustin Sutliff? Okay, I'm, I'm going with him. I'm dying right now. Yeah. Oh God. Okay. So so that would I would say for 
me, that was probably one of the first best moments. We've obviously had a lot. Like we, yeah, you yeah know, we've had a shit ton. Like I think that Thanksgiving in Terrytown was awesome. Um, yeah. I okay. My thing here is I got two of them. Now okay. one of them is not necessarily a moment. Okay. First one I want to say because the second one will be a little bit more serious. I guess maybe. But the first one is I love drunk Winnie. Winnie is different than me. Winnie will not drink as much as I do, not on a regular basis. Drunk Winnie is a very special thing. <laughs> Winston will drink, he'll be with around everybody, but when Winnie decides to go to the next level, you know, Lex level drunky, it's my favorite thing. He's open, he doesn't give a fuck. He's <laughs> not the dad today. He's not going to be the dad, which we'll get into later, but like he's he's just going off. And it and it's not a specific, I can't even tell you a specific memory, but it's just numerous times where I've seen like Winnie decides to be fucked up and I go, let's fucking go. And I put the car <laughs> seat on or I put the not car seat, the street belt on. And I'm like, I'm here for the fucking ride mm-hmm. when I know those nights are happening. Cause I do think, I don't know if you calculate them, but they're far and few in between where you really let loose. Yeah. We all know I let loose. I'm like, all right, let's go. We're drunk. Let's have a good time. Winnie, when he decides that that night is the night, I'm like, I'll be out here till 6 a.m. I will be here <laughs> until the fucking wheels fall off. That's because true. it is so funny because he's so like when he's already fun. But when he, he gets <laughs> drunk in stage, he's just the best time to be around. And I lose my filter entirely. Yeah, your filter's gone. And it's my favorite fucking thing in the world because you you just completely let loose you're not as conservative anymore and it's my favorite thing and that's just like a memory that i just love about you when you let drunk winnie come to play i'm like (laughs) let's fucking go to the fucking playground all right and we're gonna be there all night long that's so that's just an overall thing that i fucking love about you what make what triggers drunk winnie oh god that's a loaded question it depends so every now and again i will get to the point where i'm like like you just said, I I very much am somebody who I don't drink a lot, and that's that's yeah. probably because it, like it does hurt my stomach. But also, mm-hmm. I absolutely detest being hungover, and I also <laughs> am a control freak as a Type A Virgo. Like I do not like being out of control. Yeah. Um. And so being drunk or tipsy, I like being tipsy. It's very very fun because then it just you get giggly, you get to just like you think things are much funnier than they are. Um, but like true full blown drunk as hell. Um, it usually is. We haven't done it in a while. I've held back a lot. I've been anxious or I've, I've, I'm done self monitoring or editing. And I just want to have a good time with my friends. And, and it does happen, uh, for Jake's, for Jake's birthday party a couple weekends ago. I got, Uh, i had the feeling that you did and i was like i would give anything to be there right now i would have flown back for that party because i want drunk winnie in my life and well and also if i have if i have a good drink if i have a drink that doesn't upset my stomach which is why i gotta keep hitting this mic i need to stop gesturing so hard but when i um (laughs) when i find a drink that i really like that doesn't upset my stomach it'll sneak up on me like right now i feel a little like in my forehead and my cheeks so like i can tell that this this heavier pour is going to do do the thing but um at for jake's party i tried that salted caramel knuckle noggin whiskey 
So it's salted caramel whiskey, and I was pouring it into apple cider. You had that shit from Crown Royal? They have that shit. It's fucking dope. It's Yeah. And and Crown Apple, like, bye. It's done. I love it. Um, But when I drink, when I drink stuff that goes down easy i'm i'm done like it we're in trouble so so like we we finished a year-long campaign of the curse of strahd for D and i'm not i won't lie to you i told everybody who played i was i don't want to say obliterated because i like we ended that like we ended everything very nicely you were obliterated, but i was getting so anxious because i thought they were all gonna die and I knew what they still had to do left. And I knew that we, there was some pressure to like finish it well. And we've been playing for almost 48 hours and I drank wine. We had taken shots. And I like, I remember being very, very, very messed up and still doing D and D like that, that uh, like we were just making stuff. Scott and I had an interaction as like two different characters. And like, we both had tears in our eyes and like, I like I enjoy being drunk. I do not like what happened at your birthday five years ago because I almost died. But like, again, there <laughs> there is a codependent side of me that's like, if I'm going to do something, I'm going to do the do it the best I can. And so if I thank God, I'm not an alcoholic because I think I have everything that would let me be right because I have to yeah. be the best at what I do. So if I'm going to be the best at what I do, I'm going to get absolutely obliterated. Luckily, I don't have that because of my upset stomach so much all the time. But that time at your birthday, I showed up later than all of you. Yeah, yeah, we were already and there. I, and I said to Bo, I said, I'm not going to be the only sober one here. I want to catch up. And then it was just like shots, drinks, drinks, this kind of liquor, this kind of booze. Like, I mean, it was just like all these mixed things. And then we yeah, it's, it's the worst time because like, you know, there was a mix of people that hadn't seen me for years. Like I was flying yep. back from New York and then it was just like drinks, 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 drinks. And then the funniest thing to me, though, is that the refusal of because I remember Jake and I got the hotel room and you just refusing to just stay there. No, I couldn't. I, I was know. like, why can't Jake be like, Winnie, just stay at the hotel. It's fine. Like, well, it's good. Just stay here. Like, don't go home. Like, just stay here. It's because I knew that I was. So I I was driving back home for Christmas Eve the next day because this was it was on your birthday. We did it on your birthday. Yeah. Shitty thing. Having a birthday on the 23rd. Yeah, it's the worst. Well, it, it, it's not even that it's shitty. It's just like we did it on the 23rd and I my family was living back in Ogallala and the Christmas yeah. was Christmas Eve in Hershey, which is four five hours um, back home and i had told my parents that i would get up and i would go first thing on the 24th so i could be there for christmas eve and so i said i can't stay here with you guys i have to make sure i can be able to drive out tomorrow because i like i have to be at christmas eve and i don't know why that thought was so in my head that night but i just like point okay listeners i had alcohol poisoning let's just say what it was i was probably <laughs> i was probably a drink away from having to have my stomach pumped like no shit don't you put, the, don't you put that on me winston don't i'm not put putting that i'm on not me. putting it on you i'm don't just put saying, that like, bullshit on me that's where i was you chose to drink what he drank okay 100 as an adult I, it was my birthday i, I chose to not drink down responsibly fucking... you're 100 <laughs> right and and we got messed up we got messed up and like you guys were like yeah we're good. We're just gonna go to sleep. We raided the vending machine, and I'm sitting there throwing yeah, I spent up a lot of money on the toilet that day. Like, wow, it was awful. Snacks on snacks but, on snacks on snacks on snacks on snack. Yeah, it was nuts. But like in college, it was really fun because when I knew, and 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 this is part of it. I think 
I will let myself get drunk if I know that somebody else has made the plan for me so that I'm okay. So like if Bo looks at me and he says, I will drive tonight, I usually will let myself get pretty messed up. Right. If well, I, I mean, know that yeah, in college we didn't have to drive. We were like we go it was to a great. party. And we so we got drunk a lot. Home. That's yep. That's what I tell my that's why I tell my uh my friends now who like don't really know me as somebody who drinks a lot. And I was like, in college we did drink and we drank a decent amount, but it's because we didn't have to drive very far. We we walked most of the places and so like it wasn't was an issue and i even drank i i would say when i came in to see you in new york a couple times we got pretty blitz too but like it was because public transit yeah because i don't have a i don't have to drive home yeah so um when i know that there's when i know that there is going to be a plan i'll let go um it's it's when i don't think that there's gonna be a plan that i, I panic i wanted to get into the second reason i um when we were talking about favorite memories, okay? okay. So one of my favorite memories of you is I, like I said before, it's a little bit more serious. Okay. But you ended up changing my perception a lot. So one of my favorite stories about you that I would like to share is the fact of you help change my perception a little bit on how I speak. And when I say this, I mean, when it goes to uh, not understanding what I'm saying, and just saying something and not understanding the meaning behind it. So one okay. of my favorite memories about you is you ended up being the first person, like the person that got me to stop saying the F word. Right. For, that That is used for homosexuals. I literally don't like saying it at all anymore. Yeah. And I used to say it, as you may remember back in the day, I would say it like I was saying the word. Yeah. Like yeah. it was just part of my speak. I said it. I said it. I said it nonstop. There was no, I didn't know what I was. I would just, it was literally like almost like a filler word for me in yeah. a certain way, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And one of my favorite memories from you is you were the one that got me to like sit me down to talk me through not saying that and what it means. Okay. You were one of my first. So I've had, yeah. you were one of the, so Winston, you were one of the first people that I was very close to. That was that was gay. Mm -hmm. I've had uncles. I've had friends or like, you know, friends where I'm like, yeah, you're gonna like never had a problem with it. Anything like right. that. Mm -hmm. But you were one of the first people that I was really close to. And one of my favorite stories, I remember one time you pulling me to the side and being like, hey, can I talk to you? And you to tell me when you say this word. Um. It makes me feel a certain way. It hurts me and all this stuff. Okay. And I remember this whole, like that conversation being like, oh shit. And I just say it like, I don't, I don't even know what it means. Like I just throw it out there. Nonstop. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And you were the first person to make me be like, oh my God, like, I need to like, like understanding what I'm saying could hurt somebody and being a little bit more cognizant of the words I'm using and all this kinds of stuff. And that's one of my favorite things because now I'm like at the point where I won't tolerate it. I remember being in a fight in college about someone saying that to you. I remember yeah. being like, I will fucking murder you right now. Like I not murder, but like I will fucking for them to talk about you that way, for them to say anything about any of my gay friends. Right. I remember now I'm at the point where like, if I hear that word, I'm like, I'm going to fucking end you. Right. And I, I just remember that. And it was just a powerful moment to me to help reconstruct the way I thought the way I was grown up to where like it was just thrown around as a matter. 
yeah. and you help me rethink or understand the words that I'm using. Right. Was so. I so like I I love that that's like that's something you're I don't remember that like a hundred percent. Uh I have a couple yeah. of friends who I had that a similar conversation with, like Bo's best friend Chris Bo and I's friends Chris, he says that I like jumped on his ass for saying it once too. And I just like I don't really? necessarily remember yeah, like he used to say it kind of like you did, like in in the chat, or like he, you know, like a lot of people would say that's gay, right? Like that was just the thing to do. Um, yeah. And so I know that I had conversations like that with people. I don't remember this specific one with you. I remember that you did used to say it, and I remember that I know that I talked to you about it, but I don't remember that specific situation. But, um, well, I don't even know if I could remember the exact words you used, but I just remember you telling me. Every time you say that word, I get uncomfortable and I feel yeah. slighted like you don't care about me. Right. And I and remember I, that. I believe I said that. Synopsis of that and me being like, oh, he thinks that I don't care about him. I'm like, I right. care about you. I, I love you. Like, why right. would I? Okay. So if I say this, I'm not going to fucking say this if it hurts somebody that I love. Right. right. So I just remember that being a really, I guess, something that's always stuck with me because I remember like, like even like I have I live with gay roommates and they'll talk say that word. I'm like, I can't and won't say that. Right. Because of that conversation I had with you. I was like, right. I would never, I don't want to say something that's gonna hurt somebody like that that well, I care about. I remember that I'm, just being a really a prominent thing in my life to rethink the way I the to reconfigure how I think because of how I was grown up to where my dad will say it all the fucking time and has right. no understanding of that. And like, I could have just gone that way of my dad and been like, I'll fucking say that. I don't give a fuck. But right. I, my head was like, no, I'm not going to do that. And then it really changed the way I like thought about things and spoke about things. Right. Well, I, that's, I probably, I probably said, because my, my go-to when I'm talking about this, right. Is that like, when I was when I was growing up and I realized that I was gay and that like there was something different about me and I went through that whole process, other people told me I was gay before I knew what that meant. Does that make sense? And they used they used the F word to they were like, Oh, you're one of those little F words, right? Like and like I didn't know what it means, so I wasn't offended at the time, right? People would say, Oh, you're gay. And at first I didn't even know what that meant, right? But other people told yeah. me what I was before I myself knew, which Anybody who doesn't have to experience that in their life, like I envy them because that was just like a wild out of body, like forces you to grow up type of thing um, to have someone give you your label. Now, were they correct? Yeah. Yes, I am. I'm a homosexual male. I am happily married to my husband. I've come to a lot of terms with who I am and that the way I was forced to come out in the way that um, that all went down would never be how I would want it to be. But what they were ultimately telling me was true. It just wasn't their business to say, right? So I wrote an essay our freshman year of college about the F word and what it meant, right? And the hatred that was that was behind it and the way that it had become common slang. And so I, I it does not surprise me that I had that conversation with you because like you said, you know, a little like a while ago, I was going through a lot when I got to college, right? Because my parents had told me, don't tell people you're gay. Don't, don't flaunt around like your sexuality and stuff because we don't want anything to happen to you. Right now. I think part of that was them trying to protect me and part of them trying to protect themselves. Right. And they were just doing what they thought in that time. 
was the right way to do it. Um, and so I had to make that decision when I got to college, do I want to trust people with who I really am? And I think that's probably why we were instantaneous friends. Like, like some of you guys were was because I held a lot back because I was trying to, I was in a relationship and that was like my first real relationship. I didn't want to share it a lot. And I was like, I was holding it back. And I remember Jake tells the story much better. I remember, I, I remember the story of all of you guys finding out that I was gay before I told you I was gay because of the book yeah. or something that I had on my shelf. And Greg Ward said something about it. Um, I but, I just remember. I don't know if I remember the story. I All I remember about that was it was we all just like kind of thought it was a known thing. And then being known right. like, oh, he doesn't want his parents. I just remember you like oh, and he doesn't want us, his parents don't want us to know. I'm like, we don't give right. a fuck. Like, we just want him to be happy. We don't give a shit. Like, he's yeah, our but, friend. Like, we don't, we don't, he's Winston. Like, we don't give a fuck what he does. We right. just want him to be happy. Well, and I don't, it's it's not even, so, like, I wouldn't, you wouldn't need to cut this out because truthfully, your guys' acceptance, and I, like, I don't talk about this a lot, and like, I know that a lot of your episodes are really like lighthearted and funny, but like, your guys' acceptance saved my life, right? Like, yeah. I wouldn't be where I'm at now in the positive mind space, I wouldn't have been able to date the way I dated. I wouldn't have been able to felt supported in exploring who I was and how I felt about things without a group of people that made me feel safe. So like, yeah. like you are hundred percent right. I did not want my parents to know that you guys knew, but then like, we let that go real quick. We were like, we don't even care. <clears throat> we don't even care anymore. You know what I mean? Because like mm -hmm. what, what became of my life was that the real me was at college and the version of me that like protected himself and his family and the other people was the one that I, I took home with me all the time. And like on time hop, when I see my, it's like a double identity in a certain senses, yep. right? That's, it's hundred percent what it is. You create a, You create an identity that's going to protect you and be there so that you can pass, right? You create this you straight, get, passing you can get persona. through the motions. Yep. Yeah. Um, and so like, but, but, but what happens is you do that kind of stuff. And in the moment, you're like, yeah, I'm just doing what I have to do to survive. Right. And that's what you're doing. You're surviving. And then now as a 30 year old male, I look back and I'm just like, God, I did so much negative self-talk. Like I created so much internalized homophobia, trying to tell myself that in order to be this, I had to do this. There, I mean, like it's horrible. And yeah. again, it's super important that if you know somebody or, or who identifies as queer, non-binary, uh, trans, gay, lesbian, bisexual, whatever. If they're a member of the LGBT community, the best thing you can do is let them know that you're a safe space because that's what you all did and that's what saved my life, right? When I had a safe space where I spent 90% of my year, right? Because I only went home after that point for the three months of summer. Yeah, and you spend most of your time with those what happened? people every day. The real me came forward yeah. and grew, developed, and flourished. And it was the thing that allowed me to be who I am now. Now, I can say, you know, my parents, my parents are in a much better place. My dad and I still, we go through some stuff. My mom and I still have moments where I can see that she's working through it. But we're in a much better place. And it's because of the bravery and the strength that you guys, as my friends, gave me in that time, right? Had you guys, uh, had you guys reacted in a bad way? Like if I, if I would have come to you and Dustin and I would have said, hey, listen, as like one of the most like masculine of my be of my best friends, when you say the F word, it hurts me. And it takes me back to a place of where those people like people use that word to force me to be something or to like intimidate me. You just saying that like it doesn't mean anything. 
you're just pushing me farther away and you're making me feel like you've now I've allowed a bully into my inner circle. Right. Hmm. And the fact that you didn't react in a way that was like, well, listen, man, like, fuck you. I'm going to say what I want to say. Like the fact that you didn't go that direction and you said, oh my God, I do care about you. And I don't want you to feel this way. Again, helped me to be able to add trust to straight men in general and other people and like let people in to my circle. So like obviously you, Jake, Adam, Scott, um, Nick Ellis, like you all, like you guys were like my core group of dudes, if you will. Right. Yeah. yeah. And like as as That's as of crazy man. November eleventh, right? You all identify as straight males. So you do you boys. But like the fact that you all accepted me, like you were in a frat. Scott Scott rushed a bunch of frats, didn't stay in them. Adam was in a frat. Rogan. I had I had my own frat, and it was you guys. I didn't need to be in a fraternity. I had you, right? That's crazy because you think about that. I'm trying to think about it from your lens in that moment, and you being like, "Oh, these," like you said, like these straight guys that could have just been like, "Fuck you, man!" Fucking let yeah. me be all like, I like girl vagina, like yeah. fucking, and not allowing you to be you. That's yeah. Fuck. Well, and you could have. I mean, like there was nothing I Winston was going to do. But the fact that that allowed you to change the perception and be like, oh, yeah, there's other people out there that are straight that will accept me, which is crazy to me that people even think that way, you know, but like, yeah, I guess I never thought it sucks that people think about. Yeah, I know it's 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 crazy. And and if you think where we were, so you look at freshman year, I had that conversation with you. And then you fast forward four years to our senior year when Bo and I left that party that Christmas party because those guys were being super homophobic. Yeah. yeah, yeah. About to you know, and, well, right. Like, but you, Jake, Scott, Adam, like you all came to my aid. Right. I re- I remember like, that's a core memory for me because to me it was just normal. Right. Like, but when I went, Oh, those guys are clearly homophobic. There's like, I can tell that they are escalating and that they are getting more and more mad or like our presence is upsetting them. And we don't, like we're always watching out right like we're always watching to make sure we stay safe i said you know what babe let's just go we'll get a we'll get a we'll get a ride back and we'll go back to our apartment and we'll watch a movie or we'll just hang out right and i remember doing that and i remember seeing the heartbreak and the sadness on like your guys's faces because you didn't want us to leave but then ultimately we did leave and i like my core memory is you guys came back and we all had a good cry about it right like we all were like real fucked up about it because for, I'm not saying it was the first time for all of you, but it was a very real moment where you guys kind of saw yeah. what what it was like. And not um, not like you can hear about it, but like you see it a little bit more. Yeah. First, I'm like, yeah. like right in the face. You're like, oh, fuck, this is what he's. God, that makes you want to kill this motherfucker so bad. Yeah. But, but here's yeah, the thing. They, it, could, they could be in a completely hand, different like, spot now. Yeah. Yeah, they could be. Yeah, for sure. But like, yeah, but it's frustrating. They don't have to be. That's what you do that's what you did on a on a regular basis and we didn't see it firsthand you hear about it it's Correct. one thing to hear about it and hear what you're going through like no, no that's not gonna happen and then you see it happening like are you like yeah wow yeah, i'm it's, sorry that you ever have to do that it, it, it it's hard because i have to deprogram myself a lot right like so i grew up in a small town uh bo grew up in 
Omaha. And so Bo is a little bit more flamboyant than me. He's a little more open about himself. He, he very much is the kind of, that's like, Oh, you got a problem with me? Fuck you. Right. <laughs> where I'm the opposite yeah. side of it. And I'm a little more apologetic. I'm like, sorry if what I, who I am and what I, what I'm doing offends you. Right. And that's like, fuck that. That's the wrong idea to have. Like I, I deserve every right to exist and flourish and be happy as anybody else. And so yeah. as I unprogram that side of my brain of, I have something to apologize for or that I shouldn't shove it in people's faces. I'm like, you have every right to live your life just like anyone else. Um, but I can tell you that like your guys' friendship in college started that, right? Uh, up until up until college, a lot of my friends, all, a lot of my best friends were girls, right? Sam and Jamie, Rachel, like because they were loving and accepting. The guys I was talking to, like my guy friends it was not a good situation, right? Yeah. Because they didn't react the same way you did because we were children, right? When mm-hmm. I told them I'm gay, they got very homophobic. They were like, they didn't like it. But as children, you don't have, your mental capacity is like messed up anyways. Yeah. So for you guys to be adults like me and go, oh, we should do better. It challenged me to do better too because like it almost gave me the hope that I should talk to more people about being open, right? To not be scared to have those hard conversations. And ultimately that's what it did, you know, like I, and I kind of, I talked about it a little bit at my wedding. I, I like took the mic there at the end and I just said like, and I posted that status the night before the wedding. And I just said like, a lot of people want to time, like to be able to time travel, to be able to go to the future and like, see what it's going to be like and go back in time and meet people that are dead. I would love to go back and tell the young version of me that like, you're going to be okay. You know what I mean? And like, that's yeah. what, that's what that post was for me. I, I posted that picture of a younger version of myself. And I just said, you're about to go through some of the hardest shit in your entire life. And the people you're going to meet and what they're going to mean to you, how they're going to treat you and the love that they're going to give you is something that you cannot even possibly like fathom in your mind. You just can't. And it's going to be the best. It's going to be the worst at times too, right? Like, um, I know you and I have kind of like briefly talked about it, but like that that summer between my freshman and sophomore year, I was suicidal because I didn't think, like, because I had gone from being my out and proud self with all of you back home, closeted. Now you had to conceal it. Yeah, and then and then I like I had that breakup. It was my first my first boyfriend and I really we broke up. It was really messy, and I was like. I should have just stayed in Lincoln with my people to be myself. And so like, it was, it was really dark. I had a lot of anxiety, I had a lot of depression and um, I'm so thankful I'm on this side of it. Right. But like yeah. to go back and let that individual know you're going to be all right. Listen, we're going to do the heavy lifting and we're going to get there. And that's, it's just, dude, it's crazy. It's crazy because like my struggle, my struggle and what I did was minimal to what some other people struggle with. Right. Like I'm lucky. Yeah but it's still it was still hard and i i just remember i mean yeah everything you're saying it's it's i just fuck man i remember that speech you gave at your wedding like i mean we talked about it with jake a bit but it's i just remember like it was the most realization like this this huge realization of like man my one of my favorite people in the world like one of my favorite people in the world went through this and all they wanted to do was have a wedding to express their love for their their person yeah. 
and that it was a struggle to be able to do that to where if I wanted to do that, I could do that with with ease and not yeah. deal with that. But one of my closest friends, one of my best friends had to struggle to get that to what would have been easy for me was like yeah. heartbreaking, but powerful because I'm yeah. like, this dude is stronger than I could ever hope to be like he he did that. And your speech was fucking beautiful and heartbreaking and so strong and the heartbreaking in the sense of being like it is insane that that's even a thing but yet you still did that and it's the most it was so fucking uplifting though too to watch you do that and like this dude's a badass this dude is a badass because <laughs> fuck all you bullshit naysayers and he yeah. still did it with all everything you went through and you still fucking did it yeah uh, and you're strong motherfucker look, Winnie thank you I, I there was some liquid courage that definitely got me where I was and I was obviously riding the high was a Moscow mule was a Moscow mule I definitely think Moscow mules were one of the signature drinks because they asked us what Bo and I's favorite drinks were so I think they were definitely doing that um At but some point yeah I just there was some liquid courage there and like when I when I tell you I Dude, know Winnie it looked like you rehearsed the, that speech like that's how no, good it was I don't know if I, you, that's what was to, great because I know you didn't. And I no, was like, to, I remember sitting there by Jake and everybody. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me right now? This dude is a better actor performer than the fucking all of us. Like, this is insane how well in thought. That's, that's another jealousy factor I have of you. Was like, you can so eloquently speak about fucking any topic and without missing a beat. And it's fucking gorgeous. And then the fact that you said something that's so emotional, so close to heart and you still did it beautifully like it's fucking crazy <laughs> well i like i couldn't tell you to this day what i said i we have we have everybody's speeches i couldn't tell you what you said i was like crying the entire time and i haven't watched it but yeah i mean all i did was like dustin when i tell you there was a moment in my life and i remember sitting in the basement bedroom that i had um I remember saying to myself, I was like, you're gonna have to choose between a life where your family is with you at all times like your family or being happy like that was a very like i legitimately was in that position where i said never ever try to be with a man and fight that feeling for the rest of your life and keep your mom and your dad and your brother your grandma and your grandpa everyone and just not pursue these feelings you're having or pursue the feelings you're having and not have a family and I, as a as i don't, yeah. I don't know i mean make the, i I, I want to say like how do you, how do you make that decision? But like you know, the decision is to be happy. But that's a conflict that I well for a while I clearly I didn't. don't understand. Like because I, I I could never go through that. Yeah, I never would. Like it's I don't know how you made that a uh, realization in your mind to how you had to separate that. And luckily, hopefully, some of it's coming together. But you had to separate those choices at a at a young age dude too like i mean uh, we're uh, we're gonna be you're gonna be 30 next month like i'm 30 now we're still technically young so to think about i look at the kids now like how old's tanner uh he's he's uh 16 yeah 16 right so this was i was i was coming to those i was having those thoughts and that's at like 11 and 12 yeah those and to think about the i can't i don't know i don't know how i did it i don't know like how I had the capacity to like part of it. I, I had to grow up either, fast. Man. 
I had to grow up yeah. fast because I had so many thoughts going through my head. And I, I thank God every day that like he gave me the the brain that I have and the the the, the compassion and the soul, like who I am as a person. Like I'm so thankful that I am who I am, right? And like now yeah. I'm very proud of who I am. And I think you know, we are all, we are all made up of the people that impact our life. And so like for the sake of like what we're talking about with this podcast too, is like you guys and your reaction to me and your love and support of me is just as powerful in making me be able to stand up there in front of everybody on the best day of my life and say those words because you guys helped me get to that point. Right. I, I like, I'm not a superhero. I'm not like Superman, but like, if you look kind of right, we're watching, we're rewatching Smallville right now because this podcast, so much of who Clark Kent was, was his parents, his friends, the town of Smallville where he grew up. And I'm, I'm the same way. That's why I identify so highly with that show is that like my core group of people aren't just core group of people, right? The members of the LGBTQ community create a family for themselves in case they don't have their own family and i can sit here and be lucky to say that most of my family is still my family they didn't disown me they didn't abandon me they didn't right they worked through some stuff we're not perfect no family is but where i am now like if if young me got a snapshot of seeing where i was now he'd be like there's no way something something catastrophic happened to get there and it's not catastrophe had nothing to do with it hard work unconditional additional love and tough conversations got us here right and and the unconditional love part is huge yeah so i do have a gripe with you okay great it's great we're gonna talk about this on the podcast good i already know what it is no you don't you don't know anything First of all, you don't know anything. I put the do you want me to, do you want me to do you want me to ask the question before you even ask, you ask it? Yeah, why don't you ask it? Go ahead, Winston. Why would you not make Dustin your best man? I fucking hate you. I hate you. I hate you so much because I wrote it just like that. Okay, so let's talk about it. Okay, let's talk yeah, about it. Let's, let's talk, talk about, about it. it. Now, I understand you got a burden, right? This burden, you got to pick the favorite people in your life. I've dreamed about picking my groomsmen. I don't give a fuck about who the bride is. I care about my groomsmen. I'm going to yeah. pick up my groomsmen. Okay. Yep. How did you come to that decision? Okay. Why was I not one? Because I do remember a couple conversations where I might have been the best man. Uh, I uh, when okay. you said that in J- when you said that in Jake's in Jake's episode, I went. Yeah. I definitely remember conversations with us about yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Go this ahead. Gonna be, I'm not gonna. You know, it's all it's all happened. Okay. But I I I feel if I we don't talk about it. Yeah, go ahead. Take the floor. No, listen, listen. You have every right to ask it, and I'm glad you did ask it. You goddamn um, right, I have every right to ask it. Okay. Okay, I don't understand that energy, but I'll entertain <laughs> it. Uh, <laughs> so here's the thing. Um, I I knew beyond a shadow of my doubt who the guys in my party were, no matter what. Right? You put me last too, which was I want to put I want to put that for the record. Dustin, you're fucking nine feet that. tall. Quit I'm it. Not you have tall. to go with nine feet tall. I'm not. not doing that. But I will, will seriously answer your question when it comes to the best man thing. You are correct. I'm not nine feet tall. I'm not nine feet tall. How how tall are you? Eight foot. Okay. <laughs> oh, for, I'm over it. 
and your your little stories and your microaggressions of I'm always in the fucking corner. Like <laughs> no, they, no, 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 all no, weekend they push me to the corner. Here I am again the day after the wedding. Quit. First and foremost, <laughs> I would never push. They you to did the do that. When he put me in the corner, he's like, hey, fucking this way, slide back. What is this? A little further. Nobody slide puts baby further. in the corner. So if I put you in the corner, you're my baby. And I don't want to hear any more about that. But <laughs> in terms of when it when it came when it came down to assigning like the actual duties of like best man and everything like that. Um, it wasn't you pick it a was, straw. Do you have like a tally of no, who's better at this? No, and you if you if you mark want the if you want the God's honest truth, I, I want the about God's it. honest truth. That's I, what I, I, pr- I prayed about it, which I don't do very often. I said, because I was scared. Yeah. I was like, do I make it Dustin? Do I make it Jake? Do I decide to not have a, a best man at all? Because I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. And ultimately, um, cause I knew Rachel was going to be my, my maid of honor, no matter what. Right. Rach, Rach has been a rock for me that just, it, it doesn't matter what comes and goes. Like she, just like you and I have had a conversation to tonight. Yeah, long- yeah, long term, like literally there, like literally, like literally the definition of a day one. Yep, and 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 my, I've told her my soulmate. She she is a soulmate of yeah. mine, and I like. There's there's no I feel no shame about that. She is that to me, and I will yeah. love her till the day that I die. Um, but the same thing, like that's what got complicated because I'm so fortunate that I feel that way about a lot of you. Um, I made a hard choice when it came to originally I was only going to do three or four people in my party. And that would have actually only been like a maid of honor, a best man and like Cooper. Right. And I didn't want to do that because like I have told you tonight without the group I had next to me, minus a couple people who didn't get up there beside me, I wouldn't be here today. So then it came down to, I played the game. I said, is Dustin going to be offended if he doesn't get this? And I went, <laughs> is Dustin going to be a sour person, motherfucker? <laughs> right. And then I <laughs> went, he's clearly but, the most sensitive person in this group. <laughs> right. But here's the thing. Your sensitivity <laughs> is not a weakness. It is just something that like w- your best friends know, Dustin, that you're sensitive and whether or not you yeah, love yeah. to hear that or not, we know you are. And we want to make sure that you're comfortable to accept it. that. It took me a while to be like, yeah, yeah, I am. And then, like, people joke about it. I'm like, no, I fucking am. Yeah, suck it. Deal with it. Like it or don't. Like, right. I am. Sensitivity is not a weakness. It is. No, no, no. And for you, Dustin, I think it's your strength. But when it came down to you or Jake, right? <laughs> I I'm love how gonna... serious your take. I just love how you're no, like, It's because it's came, serious to me. When it, it came, really... when it came down to you or Jake, and I want him to hear this so clearly, okay? Who, you or Jake? Because you can both hear it. I don't give a goddamn god you, like I don't know. you and i talked a couple times about the potential of you being a best man and you want to know in that yeah. time in that time of my life dustin jake and i were a little estranged he knows mm-hmm. it i know it we weren't talking a lot our senior year there was a portion of time and like jake's not on this podcast so i can't talk to him about it we i think we have talked about it but there was a portion of time where we weren't super super close and we weren't getting along really well um but it, he still would have been in my party. And you're right. I, you and I were like in New York together and talking all the time. And I don't, I don't want you not being a best man to make you feel any less than, uh, I just no, like, I, don't. I, I really don't. I just, it, Jake, would be funny. Jake slept next to me for some of the hardest points of my life. Yeah. And, and talked to me through some of it. And not that you didn't, you just didn't have that opportunity. Right. No, no for sure. 
My hey. my biggest issue, Winston, is the fact that you almost pushed me off the stage for where you placed me. Where literally, if I took one step, I would have fell off. I would have fell off, and I wouldn't have been seen at all. So my biggest gripe is I had to be at the end, and then like, oh, Dustin's dead now, but that's fine. I can't stand you. Uh, I don't know. Uh, do you want I am know, very happy and all makes, one of, it makes one of the one of the things that was discussed was whether or not we were to ask you to get ordained and marry us. But then we were like, we probably let should. me fucking tell I, you. I said we probably need to make sure that there's some sort of professionalism in writing down the documentation. Okay, very clear. I would have yeah, that probably. I was so good at being like not drinking too much during that entire thing. That would have been the best speech you'd ever heard in your life just to be clear well now again i did read your speech and it was one of the most beautiful things i've read in my life yeah well you did and nothing i actually yeah, don't remember it. that you sent it to me i did yeah oh my god winston so when you, know so, when you so when you were sitting there I, bitching about, almost, about it on jake's episode bitching about it on jake's episode i forgot I that i actually went, wrote it sent and it sent me. it to you yeah. i thought i didn't send it to you yeah i've read it and it was beautiful you it have it cry uh, on me. Prob- I mean, I'd have to go back in our messages, but I'm because I don't have it. Yeah, I was literally thinking about that when I was preparing the episode it. today. I was like, I'm going to read his fucking best man speech. I'm pr- I'm pretty sure it it was at least one phone ago, but I think I message saved some stuff. So I'll go back and I'll look through it. It's all good. If, no I, if I find it, I'll I just... send it to you. But yeah, I read it and it was it was, again, one of the most beautiful things I've ever read. And, and I believe. In that speech, you mentioned you mentioned the whole me being a part of like changing your mindset and all that, and like it was it was absolutely gorgeous. It, yeah, so it really Jake. was. Fuck Jake. That's okay, a, that's Jake had a, but Jake had a good speech, and Jake was everything no, I needed right him in. to be. Quiet. We all knew that's what you just say. But to we be fair, to be fair to everyone listening, nobody else wrote me a song, so Dustin does get. Some I did write brownie points a for that. Fucking... It was such a bad song. It's so stupid. Um, no, again, it's all it's all jokes. It was just like I just always find it because like I always joke about like what's your dream? Dustin, I'm like I just want to be a best man. I just want to be a best man. So, so here's I my question get... for you then. Yes, sir. do you, you understand that while maybe on the day you weren't my best man, you are one of my best men? Yeah, like you are yeah. one of the best men I've ever met. I'm just, and I, I'm just a difficult, I'm just a difficult asshole. Oh, you are. Hold on, mom, mom, I got mom, him. He admitted you it. Did him. you did you get that? Yeah, 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 I recorded it. Okay, good. <laughs> I I think I don't know what I think. My head used to be really weird about all that shit for some reason, but yeah, because like I remember being like, well, how do I choose the best man if I ever do get married? I'm like, how do I choose that? It's a weird thing, right? So I yeah, think <laughs> this is me being a difficult your, asshole. Your heart, you know, in your heart, and like the biggest thing is like it, it's a it's a position, right? And let's not get this fucked up. Jake was an incredible best man. Like, but here's but the I thing: been, been a, but I would have been better. We're not. I'm not gonna. I'm not but gonna just say, say that. it out loud. You're Wait, an idiot. Just say it out loud. Just say it out loud. Just, just what, what I'm going to say out loud, and unfortunately, I know that you can cut this out all you want. I don't give a shit. Is that <laughs> Jake was an incredible best man. And I had an incredible group of best men in my group, right? Aww, that's so you, cute. And if we had we allowed all of you to give a speech, I like it would have gone all night. We all, I would I would have loved to have hear, heard them. I would have loved to have heard them. 
Yeah, no one needs that though. Because <laughs> I remember <laughs> going to a wedding where they went and everyone got a speech. I'm like, all right, dude, fucking stop. Yeah, like <laughs> we quit don't it. Yeah, we don't also, need another one. God love you. God love you, Scott Shoemaker. You were not getting up there to make a speech in that fucking day. You were fucking drunk. Oh but but the the biggest thing is like Dustin, you rose to the occasion anyways, right? Like Jake and Rachel were my maid of honor, my best man. But you you still did heavy lifting, right? Like it. Oh yeah. Title or no title, I knew I knew you'd be there, and that's what matters. And I hope yeah, you know that. I hope you know that. I do know that. Okay. I just being a difficult asshole. Okay. Um, no, your wedding was fucking beautiful. Um, did I have a good best man speech? Yes. Yes, it was beautiful. I can't confirm. Been, I can't confirm. Oh. It's time for rapid shots. Yeah, okay, rapid shots with my boy Winnie. Okay, you ready? Yeah. All right, Winnie, favorite superhero? Superman. Superman. Okay. Are you Top asking? Sl- am I guessing yours? Or you? Or is it about me? No, no, no. It's all about you. No okay. gives a fuck about me. Superman. Um. Yep. Superman. Why? Um. Kind of like I spoke on Smallville earlier. Uh, he truly is just trying to do what's best. Um, he's a he is a culmination. Uh, like he's a wow. I must be getting a little drunk because I just <laughs> butchered that word. He's an alien from another planet, but he is an amalgamation of everything he was exposed to. His his parents being good people, his friends being good people. The way he was raised, he still turned out good. Where he could have turned out bad, and he didn't. All right, Winston. Cool. No one knows those big words like amalgamation on this podcast. Okay, just to be clear, that's okay. fine. No one knows them. Okay. All right. All right. Top all the little pieces that put him together. There you go. That's all you You're need welcome. to say. Okay. Okay. Uh, Winnie, top celebrity crush. Oh, uh, right now I have a crush on the guy from uh, Sabrina the Teenage Witch. What is his his name? Uh, not the guy who plays Harvey. Sabrina, what is his name? Like the old they, school Sabrina Teenage. No, 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 no. Uh, Netflix. So it's oh, okay. I think his name is Gavin. I think his name is Gavin Leatherwood. I just think he's ungodly attractive. Um, That's cheating on your husband. Okay, next question. Um, not this dustin you <laughs> asked me a question bo's not a celebrity i can't say that just, gavin leatherwood saying, happens to be cheating a... cheating is cheating okay, okay. that's all i gotta all say right. that's all, all right lock me up <laughs> stupid ass all right <laughs> go <ass>. to <laughs> what is your go-to feel good artist to listen to just to like play to make you feel make yourself feel good um right now it's ajr I love AGR so much. AJR? I actually don't know who that is at all. Yeah, so they're they're three uh Jewish brothers from New York, actually. We went to their concert. You would know I know you know their music if you heard them. Maybe. Okay. But right now they're my go-to. I mean, Taylor Swift just released that new album, so like I feel like that's an unfair advantage to every artist, but yeah. First impression of Dusty. Idiot. Absolute <laughs> buffoon. Uh very very attractive, but an absolute airhead. This is a dumbass. This is dumb, dumbass. And guess what? In the year of our Lord 2022, same opinion. Same opinion. Same thing. Okay. Okay. All right. Best fast food restaurant. Runza. Raising Cane's would be second. See, the tie. See, I would go with Runza too. Yeah. But only that's what we just ate before this. Know what the fuck Runza I know. That's why. That's why I was like, <laughs> Runza. No one else knows. Is the best. Yeah, Can you yeah, describe yeah. a Runza, Winnie, for everybody on the podcast? 
like a runza in terms of like, like the sandwich. what is a runza like what is it okay well that's why i feel like my answer is a cop out because i don't eat the runzas at runza because it's like a cabbage and like hamburger meat like sandwich baked in like a roll and it's got so it's got cabbage it's got meat it's got cheese if you get a cheese runza and it's i mean it's they're good i they're would great. say that you don't the get that you don't get that when you go to runza hell no i get chicken strips you know me doesn't oh I get you basic everywhere. bitch you basic bitch i am a slut for their ranch dressing and i always have been and i always will be you get those you get the ranch dressing on the side of whatever you get at runza but mine specifically right. chicken strips and their onion rings are fire the onion rings are fire okay i'll give you that brother. so good all right yeah okay all right. Describe your husband, Bo, in one word. Home. Home? Mm-hmm. Can you give a quick elaboration on home? Yep. If I am anywhere in the world and Bo's at my side, I feel like I'm at home. Oh, that's so fucking cute. Oh, God. I hate now, it. is that home always clean? Is it always bathed? Is it always <laughs> clean shaven? Is it always organized? No, it is not. But it is my home. And I will forever be grateful for that. Don't you put him on blast like that, Winnie? Don't you put him on blast? Like I thought it was rapid fire. I was taking shots. It was rapid fire. Bang, 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 bang. <laughs> right. bang. Number seven. Uh, one bucket list item you want to do before it's all over. I would like to visit every Disney theme park on the world, in the globe. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. Why? Can I ask why? Is there a difference? Yeah. So I, I don't know if there's I, a. I, there are. There are slight differences. I also think that in making that a bucket list for myself, it allows me to travel the country or travel the globe as well. Like okay. I haven't been to Europe. I haven't been to Asia or anything like that. I've only been out of the country to like the Bahamas on like a cruise. But I feel like if I said I'm going overseas, but I'm going overseas to a Disney park, like people go, yeah, that okay. tracks. He's a Disney nerd, but it would <laughs> let me, it would let me travel, but it would also like keep my love for Disney there too. So I, my okay. intention, Bo and I's, both of Bo and I's intention is to get to every park before we die. So what is the first thing you put on when you're getting dressed in the morning? Um, well, oh, I usually sleep with an oversized t-shirt and underwear. So the first thing I probably put on, uh, are, is probably a pair of pants. I think I put whatever pair of pants I'm going to wear on first. Um, sometimes okay. if it's frigid, I have to put socks on first because I'm a little bitch and my toesies get cold. But see, I wear from like bottom down, like socks go on first, then the pants, okay. then the undershirt, or like well, the underwear, the uh, then the pants, the undershirt, the shirt. Like I, I guess the whole building process. Okay, that makes sense. I mean, that makes sense to me. I, I so I shower at night before I go to bed because I don't like going to bed sweaty. With like okay. the day on me, so I don't need a shower first thing in the morning. <laughs> the day just laying on you can't can't my OCD can't like my can't do it. mental illness sits there and thinks about all the things that I came in contact with. And went no, uh, so I'm already bathed. <laughs> so putting on pants is usually the first thing I do. Yeah, all right. Who yeah. wins in a fight, T Rex or King Kong? Uh, King Kong, King Kong. Yeah, the T Rex are extinct, little bitches. They got hands. They got hands. When you think got hands. No, they're also extinct. All right. Okay. Final one for rapid shots. Okay. Describe our friendship in one word. Loyalty, I think, is the number one that comes to me. Yeah, that's good. All right. That's rapid shots. Yeah. The okay. next one that would come to mind is true love, but I don't know if that's if that's too gay. It is too gay. Okay. And <laughs> And you did that. All right. So shots to drinks on Dusty. To memories and good times. 
but I could feel that in my nose. Jesus. Yeah, I felt that. <laughs> All right. Whew. I will say this. I'm not that good at shots. <laughs> I know, no. but you could you could fucking chug a beer like a champ. And I, I appreciate <sighs> that about you. Just a beer. Okay. Woo! <laughs> I said that in a little bit. It's in the back of my throat. I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm gonna be honest with you. Oh my god! Oh fuck! <laughs> I fight back. I'm a soldier. It's fine. Happy Veterans Day! Hey, shout out to the mentions. <laughs> I think he's back there. You know what? I'm not tough enough. Sorry, buddy. We're we'll back. <laughs> you gotta throw up. Shut up. <laughs> He'll edit this out, but Dustin's act with throwing up. We made him uh, take a shot. I don't even know what he took a shot of. I think he said it was whiskey, but he threw up. All right, you win. You win. Drinks not dusty. <laughs> oh shit! Are you all right? Yeah, I'm fine. Okay. It was just, I, it's just, a, it's not like it'll be a sick thing. It's the fact of, I just, I'm like, oh shit, I fucked up. That's what, did you t- what did you take a shot of? Jameson. And I hate Jameson. <laughs> okay. I was like, because I seriously, I went, I don't, I didn't mean to make him throw up, but no, no, no. It's literally uh, the fact of, I don't like that. And then it was like, that was all right. That's the, uh, I guess we, I guess I should have put it good. in. I should have put it in my Google Doc that I was going to make you take a shot. That's on me. Yeah, no, no, it's on me because I'm I'm unprofessional, I guess. But I'm still Are you here. All right? Are you going to be okay? You no, be yeah, okay? I'm fine. I because we're like, de- no. we're both definitely because it it wasn't it wasn't like a thing where like oh I'm too fucked. Up. It was like oh that nope don't like that at all. That's all it was. It was like get that devil bullshit out of my fucking body right now. That's all right. It Listen. just triggers that. I apologize. I apologize. So don't be, don't hate on the podcast because you are the first podcast I've ever thrown up on. So that's fun. <laughs> so you have yes. That. All you right. Well, that. you better you make sure they you, okay? know, bro. Okay. So you hit it. You hit it. Um, I apologize for being the worst host in the world. I would like to take um, this time to thank the yeah, Academy. I uh, hit Dustin's gag reflex. About time. You did. Dig too big. Okay. <laughs> All right. You're an idiot. I so can't. I want to get into our manurism section. So we've been we've introduced this when uh Jake was on. It's about uh some of my closest friends understanding my manurism, something that some things that I do, some things I say, some things that I act with, where they can call me out and be like, This is something that you do. Okay. And I'm gonna okay. do the same thing. We're gonna call it the ism segment. Okay. And I'm going to call out Winnie-isms, and Winnie's going to call out Dusty-isms. Perfect. Winston, do you want me to go first, or do you want you to yourself to go first? Should we Should we just play the game of, like, you go, I go, you go, I go, you go, I go? Oh, go back and forth? Okay. Yeah. All right. I'll take it. You tell me you want me to go first, or you go? Uh, I'll first. go first, because the, right, the first? first one's okay. not necessarily a Dusty-ism. It's more of a Dusty-does, which is okay. A Dusty-what? Dusty-does. Okay. So right. Dusty does. All when right. I think of when I think of my good buddy Dustin, 
if I were to walk into you in your natural habitat, where you're just taking care of business and just doing your own thing, this is what I expect. Are you ready? I'm going to walk in that door. You're going to be laying on your bed. You're going to have, you're going to be laid out. You're going to have one foot up, crossed over the other. You got your hand, you got one hand picking at your toes. You got something on, like, just like, Messing with your toes. I don't know why. You do it, not me. But you're messing with your toes. Other hand in your pants. You're looking at something on your computer. And you got something on your TV. You got a lot going on. Yeah. yeah. I, and I walk in. Okay. And I mean, Dustin, like, you're just like that. And you got your headphones on. I don't know what you're listening to. Dude, is yeah, it on the TV? Is it? Yeah. Okay. And you're just like, and you look up and you're like. <laughs> and i don't I, know what to ask you to pause because i truly don't know what's going on but yep. legitimately i said okay. that to jake the other day i said jake when i picture dustin he's got his legs crossed laying down don't know why he does it but he does he's got one hand maybe over his head like this over his yeah, might be playing a video game might be playing madden i don't really know might have breaking bad on in the background <laughs> yeah, on his on yeah, your yeah, laptop yeah. that's probably what you're doing um yeah yeah laid out just doing your thing i don't know uh, I, yeah i don't even know what exactly that is i don't know it's the thing of like i always feel like i have to have this or that because it's, it's still a thing i do to this day where like i'll play a video game but like i'll have a tv show in the background <laughs> no which is not a, it's not a problem i i just i but know no, it's, it's like me i'm like i gotta need this i got this i got this i got this i got options i'm all about options i want options all the options yeah that's what it is okay that's I, good, Winnie. Listen, that's good, know, Winnie. Listen, that's good. when I think of you in your natural habitat, that's what I think <laughs> about. Because right. lately, lately, I've been thinking about you a lot because I did not start Pod Meets World at the same time all of you did when it came out. So I, when I got COVID, well, after I was in the hospital and I got COVID, I started playing this video game called Disney Dreamlight Valley, which is just like Animal Crossing, but for fucking yeah, Disney things. Nerdy. Okay. Didn't ask for that. Nerdy. But I'll sit there playing the game, listening to Pod Meets World at the yeah. same time. And I think, all right, this is a very Dustin thing to do. So, no, all that. right. There's that. I'll all take right. that. All right, I'll got? give you mine. All right. So, we're going to go back and forth. Yeah. Okay. I don't know how I wrote this very weird. So, bear with me. All right. Okay. The look away that you do when someone says something uncomfortable or weird, but you do a quick look towards that person and you look for the reaction <laughs> and you do a thing where like if someone's like someone says something funny uncomfortable whatever it is and you do like, like whoever the most trusted person to you in the room is and you do a and you look at them to see like you make the eye contact of you heard that too right <laughs> it's and very I jim have, from the office you're right yeah, i'm like it, it definitely is you're like did that motherfucker just say he doesn't like carrots and then you're just like what <laughs> it's like before you but yeah oh before you God. laugh or anything you make that connection to be like that was fucking dumb or wild as shit right so that was that was my number one that was oh my, my number God, one Winnie, winnieism <laughs> That's true, though. I literally, I do. I like almost have to have confirmation, like Jim from the office. I'm like, yeah. Did that just happen? Did that really just happen right there? Yeah, I have to make sure that I'm in that moment, and I haven't absolutely had some sort of mental break. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny, though, because I do, I do that all the time. That's so funny. Uh, <laughs> all right, I got yeah. See, all right. 
carrots? Why would someone not like carrots? I don't, I don't know. Maybe someone does. I don't know. Fucking people don't like All carrots. Right. <laughs> All right, they're not the best thing. Uh, I'll go to the I'll go to the cliche one next because, like, okay. obviously, I think I think Jake called it out. I don't know if uh, the other guy did because I told you I still got to listen to that episode. Regardless, here it is. Here it is. You're gonna act it out. All right. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> My, your version of the Stone Cold Steve Austin kills. No, 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 that's the Ric Flair. Oh, Ric Flair. That's so that, right. That, that's yeah, right. that's a professional wrestling thing. That's that, right. Like, I just started integrating into our group because I yeah. knew none of you watch professional wrestling. Your bitch ass yep. would walk in and do that shit all do a bunch of dumbass the time. Like, hand movements. Woo! Woo! <laughs> okay, that's pretty good. All right, that's a good one. Okay, yeah. you ready for this one? Yeah. So one of my Winnie-isms is I think sometimes you'll go, well, I mean, that's what I mean. And then then you'll keep going. So you, you'll do a thing where you'll say, someone will say something and you'll be like, yeah, and that's what I mean. And then you'll go into a more logical explanation of what they're trying to say. Mm-hmm. And that's my Winnie. It's pretty simple. It's not hard. Absolutely. I, I absolutely do And that. it's like... It, but it's something like I've even noticed you doing this on podcast because I don't say things as logical as you do or like intelligent or whatever. You don't say <laughs> something and you're like, well, I mean, like, yeah, yeah. And then you'll say it better. I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's probably a better way to say that. Oh, God, <laughs> that's so fucked up. I mean, that's so- hi. My toxic trait is that I uh, autocorrect everyone. No, I don't think you autocorrect. I, I don't mean it negatively. I just always find <laughs> funny. I was like, I mean, like, yeah, you know, and you connect with it and you talk about it. That is so funny. I do. Yes, I definitely, I definitely do. Um, okay. So my next dustyism, are you ready? I can't do it because I will definitely unplug my mic. I can't do the full body thing, but it is lay my body weight on Winston and go, all right, let me tell you something. Let me, (laughs) let me tell you something. Okay. The amount of, I I need you to know the amount of (laughs) videos that I've saved on Snapchat of you and I, of you going, listen, let, let, let me tell you something, Winston. I mean, you just the head nod, the fake Tony Soprano accent that you yeah, throw in. The, the fake is the key word there. The Dude, fake Tony Soprano. Kills me every time. And I think that it's it's made better by the fact that you throw your weight onto me. I don't know when you started that, by the way. Because all, body, I truly, all body just like right it, onto you. Just like... <laughs> Like just full body. Let me tell you something. And I'm just, and then ah, like you <laughs> add that to it, which I think is the best part. <laughs> because ah. yeah, that it's it's giving that. <laughs> My that 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 just speaks how comfortable I am with you. Where I'm like, no, oh, fuck it. Let me tell you, I don't uh-huh. even know what you doing. Oh, yeah. and- in, in your little Google Doc that you send to your guests before they come on, you even put that into your words. You put your into the way you type it, and it's absolutely, it's breathtaking. That's it it lets good. us know That's... exactly what we're getting into. You're like, we know what we're walking into, okay? Yep. <laughs> All right. Number three. Okay. You. This is a compliment. You are everyone's friend, and everybody Everyone says that they're your friend, and you are everyone's friend. Okay, everybody wants to be friends with you. Okay, 
I think you're one of those people that like everybody. It's literally like, yeah, I'm friends with Winston. I'm friends with Winston. And you are that likable person that everybody is. And I was like, yeah, I know Winston. I'm like, but you don't know Winston. Like, I I like I know Winston, but everybody <laughs> seems to be Let me that tell person. You that, something about Winston. Let me tell you something about Winston. I'm all like jealous about it. But like you always are that person that's just everyone is like, yeah, I love Winston. He's the best, is what I kind of mean by that. Well, that's very sweet. I uh, thank you. I I do try to be everybody's friend because I feel like everyone needs a friend, but <clears throat> there's yeah. definitely some people. <clears throat> and this just shows that the booze is hitting. Um, <laughs> there are definitely some people that uh, I make the joke all the time. I'm not technically in theater anymore, but I pretend that I love my job. Uh, and I mean <laughs> that in the way of like, I use my theater degree to act like everything's fine when it's not really fine. Uh, I love to be friends with people. I love when people know me. Uh, so that one is an ism is very accurate. I try to be friends with everyone. Uh, yeah. So. I love that Thank about you. you. That's a good one. Because everyone Thank wants you. to be friends. It's also the fact that everyone wants to be friends with you. Yeah. Like, well, that's, yeah, that's yeah. cool. Someone someone used that in my past. Someone used that as like a like a dig at me. Like, yeah. you know what? Like, it was great being your friend, but honestly, it also hurt me because I was your friend. And like, it, it was the wildest backhanded compliment. Like, yeah. I really didn't have an identity because I was your friend more than anything. And I was just like, I'm sorry. I think I don't know how to respond to that. Now, obviously we're fine, but like, that's probably a little more self. Uh, yeah. Lack yeah. Of I mean, we're older now, so it's not a big deal, yeah. but yeah, it was, it was wild. I think okay. people like to be your friend, Winnie. Well, that's awesome. My lap, <laughs> one of my last dusty assumptions, you're going to fucking kill me and I'm okay with it. That's all right. <clears throat> so, Dustin, do you remember the time in college where you and I were going to church together? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you remember? Was this have to do with Dan? Nope. It's just the time. It's just no, I, remember, I just remembered a story at the top of my head. Okay. All right. Continue. Hold on. What story are you talking about? Because I'm telling a very different story, <laughs> but I want to hear what you're talking about. My story is one time me, you, and your boyfriend at the time went into a Catholic church, and then we went to the ceremony, and then when we left. It's called. And we mass. had to go. We had to go to a matinee show that Sunday that we were all cast in, and we got uh-huh. into the car, and we just like kind of quiet for a second. I go, y'all know you're sitting right now, right? <laughs> You're a fucker, and I do remember that. <laughs> and you all were like, "What the?" F-? I was like, "I'm just saying, man. I'm just saying." <laughs> trash. You are trash, bro. I got you to stop saying the F word. But you still told me I was sinning. God damn. Okay. Well, I have I have two more. Go for it. All right. Four is you were a lycor. Mm-hmm. You will like every post ever. I knew you were going to bring that up. I, yeah, yeah, I am going to bring it up. Okay, you Here's literally will never not give me shit about this. No, I will never not give you shit about that. <clears throat> this, okay. I, you will. You'll like everything. You will tell me. Yeah, I don't like that person. I'm like, why'd you like their status? Like, and that might be you being a better person than I am, and I've accepted that. But I'm like, if I don't like somebody, I don't like their status. You could tell me you don't like somebody and you'll like their status, whatever. Like, I'm going to give this. 
I'm gonna give them that satisfaction. <laughs> You'll be like, yeah, I'll like it. I'm like, why'd you like that satisfaction? Don't give, don't let them know that you care. But you were like, nah, I like it. Click, heart, whatever. <laughs> and it's wild to me. It's wild to me because I just don't. I'm like, I don't like you. I'm not gonna like that status. You were like, I don't give a fuck, dude. I don't care. <laughs> You're not. And I love that about you, but I also hate that about you. <laughs> I hate it about me too. <laughs> I literally will be like. Fuck this bitch. Double tap. There'll be a thing where we'll talk about something like you'll be like, yeah, I don't like that person. I I see you like that status. I'm like, bitch, what are you fucking doing? Don't like it. Don't like it. Don't like the status if you don't like Listen, them. You're not required. And I'm like, you're not required I, to like it. Like they, but I fine. follow them. Have I have to. You don't, though, Winnie. You don't. Justin, that's so funny. I, I'll never. Bro, I'll never forget the first time you said that to me either. You were sitting there watching me, and I was like scrolling. I was just like, double tap, double tap, double <laughs> tap. Like, and you were you like, do you ever not like something? God. <laughs> like, why do you like? Why you like? Do you actually like Listen, them? You hate that person. Why did you double tap? I don't know, Dustin. I follow them, and it's respect. Ah, I fuck have... that respect. Don't like those statuses, okay? <laughs> so fuck every, those statuses. Every once in a while when I... Ooh, excuse me, I just burped. Every don't once die. in a while when I have like... When I've like scroll, when I'm scrolling through Instagram and I like skip liking one for some reason, I'm just like, no, I'm not gonna like that. Dustin will be proud. Good, you should because I don't <laughs> know why. Like, there's literally, I'll take a time and be like, I'm not gonna like that. Fuck you, and I won't like that. If you ever, I just want you to know, if I post something you never like it, I will text you. It doesn't matter what time of day it is. I'll be like, Dustin, you didn't. Anytime I see like your that. stupid ass face on my fucking thing, I'm like, like, all right, I don't have to read it. I'm like, like. <laughs> Talk about you talk about fucking sometimes I might not like it, just be like, that was dumb. But most of the time I like it. I will find you and I'll kill you. Don't do that. <laughs> I, I don't I don't know. I, I don't know. Um the fifth it the fifth winnieism to me is that you are always without fail the dad of the group. You're like it's literally like almost like you can't even shake it. You're yeah. out, you're like but he's going to take care of us. It might just be a me and Jake thing because we're drunken degenerates and we're just like, yeah, I'll take care of us. But for me, it's always been like Winston is usually like the dad, the 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 sole follower of the group. <laughs> we're like, he's going to make sure we're not dead at the end of this <laughs> night. And you have, for some reason, had to bear this burden of taking care of degenerate morons, <laughs> making sure you're, you're always the dad of the group all the time. Don't worry, I will be sending your mother and Jacob's mother a bill for my services, as you should, because the <laughs> amount of times like I don't know, I don't know how that worked out. Probably because Winston made sure I got home safe. That's probably how that worked. I don't know when, like, like why I do that either. It's just like I just that's my. I think you have instinct. a strong fucking. You, it's a it's a dad nature like you just are like i'm gonna take care of that person yeah because yeah. i have that but i don't like when we're with <clears> friends <throat> it's a different thing like with friends i'm like fuck you dude i'm gonna get fucked up and figure it out you still will go yeah let me take care of everyone there you know <laughs> yeah i i think that's a strength i think it's a compliment so i appreciate that yeah yeah it is it's a, a good one because you're just you're just that you're that you're literally like the the line of the pride where you're just like, all right, I got you. All right, yeah. moron, come over here. <laughs> I, I, I suppose. Okay. So I have one more, you can cut it from the podcast. So it's probably good that I put it at I'm the back of this. My, one of my favorite things that you do, and it used to fuck me up mentally. I was like, I don't know how to do, I don't know how to take this. 
is when you will just grab Bo or I by the face and just plant a big fucking kiss on our mouth. We're like, <laughs> I will never in my life, Dustin, forget the first time you kissed me on the mouth. We were sitting like not in like not at a bear pit party where I was just like, you all know someday you're all going to kiss me. Right. Because I was just a fucking stupid kid. But that one day, do you remember? Do you remember the time I'm talking about? I was having a panic attack in my room and you just grabbed me by the face and you just gave me a kiss. And then you walked out. I, I literally my headspace. I remember my headspace goes. He's sad. I'm a good kisser. I'll kiss him and he'll feel better. <laughs> here's the thing piece of shit not only was that the correct the correct thought because i was having a goddamn panic spiral you grabbed me by the face you kissed me on the lips and you walked out and i don't i have taken all of you boys you jake scott adam every all my guy friends i put you in a box and i put you up on the top shelf and i went do not find them attractive do not come on to them do not try to make like they are your straight friends leave them be you kissed me on the mouth and you took that <laughs> box you set it on fire you threw it out a moving car window and i had to process how i felt about it so thanks for that and then it, like throughout our friendship you've never been afraid to just like give me a good old kiss which is great i love it literally um, i've never cared i remember one story where i mean i'm not going to be good on this but i i remember someone said something to you and I was so annoyed. I was like, I'll fucking kiss. Win-. Like, fuck off. Like, I was so annoyed with the fact they were making some comments of like, this person's not. Um, They were just making. They were making fun of people being gay. And I was mm-hmm. so fucking annoyed. I was like, I'll make out with Winston. What the fuck are you going to do now? And yeah. I was just fucking annoyed. I was like, I, I will still whoop your ass. And I'll still make out with a dude and not give a shit. And right. whoop your ass in front of everybody. Like, I was so always mad about that. And do you, do you remember uh, this piggybacks off what you just said? Do you remember how, if I was ever drunk or I ever came into uh, Zayt and you were there, I was like, Dustin, they don't like my gay ass here. Yeah, you I would do that all the time. Here. And you were like, you were just like, Winston, shut the fuck up. They all know they you're gay. They, they don't, don't care. Yeah. <laughs> They don't want me to be. Most specifically, I remember coming with Rachel. Rachel, I think, was dating a guy in Zay at the time. I don't remember. Um, But but I came and I was dressed as Superman. And I came to Zay. I was like, Dustin, (laughs) do you think they know I'm gay? And you're like, Winston, they're my friends. They know you're gay. It's fine. And I was like, (laughs) but if they don't, I don't want them to beat me up. And you're like, they're not going to beat you up. Would you just quit? I only (laughs) went into Zate like three times in my entire life. And every time I was worried, I was going to get fucking like beat to shit. I would never let anybody do that to you ever. There's no (laughs) shot. No shot. Uh, I just I remember I remember that a lot, and I think I think I probably did it with Adam a couple times. But Adam moved out of the Zate for senior year, so but I was always just like, I can't be here. They'll know. They'll know that I am gay. <laughs> okay, so uh, Winnie, thank you yeah. so much for being on the podcast. It has been my absolute pleasure, honor to have one of my best friends here. Um, thank you so much for being on. Is there anything you want us to follow you on? Anything um, us to look up, look you oh, up I on? Forgot, I forgot you asked this, but yes, uh, sure. Uh, my Instagram is 
uh winston underscore nowak so it's w-y-n-s-t-o-n underscore nowak n-o-w-a-k um the why is important because my grandfather did not want me named after a pack of cigarettes so you can follow me on instagram (laughs) there uh i'm on facebook same thing it's just winston nowak uh twitter's falling to all absolute hell but if you ever want to (laughs) follow me on that Elon Musk's absolute garbage pail that is Twitter. It's Winston Nowak, one word, W-Y-N-S-T-O-N-N-O-W-A-K. Um, I currently think that I'm rocking all of, let's see, doesn't it tell you how many tweets you have? Uh, uh, no, it doesn't. So this is awkward. But I have a lot of tweets. I've been on Twitter. Yeah, I got right. Uh, five days ago, I got my hi. You've been on Twitter for 14 years. Is that a thing? Shit. I retweeted it. 14 years? That is a child about ready to oh, get man. a fucking driver's yeah. license. Regardless, I'm on Twitter. They're all bad. They're hot takes. They're, yeah, they're bad retweets. Bad. It's going to hell in a handbasket, but you can follow me on that. Um, I'm on TikTok. I watch a lot of TikTok. I don't post a lot of TikToks. So I have two videos. I also think it's Winston Nowak. I don't know. I'm not. I'm 30, for God's sakes, you guys. I don't know what my username is. Uh, it's all one word, Winston Nowak. Um, yeah, yeah. I would. Uh, those are the things that you can follow me on. I won't add you on Snapchat, so please don't. I guess you could add me on Be Real. I love Be Real. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. That's what you do, right? You just like spout out a bunch of shit. I don't like know what Be Real is, to be honest with you. So, Dustin. Right. Okay, we'll talk about it afterwards. But. Uh, I would say the biggest thing uh, I have three things to leave you with. One, be somebody's okay. safe, be someone's safe space. It's super important. Uh, yes. Second, uh, the world's full of a lot of bullshit. Be someone's, be that positive vibe somebody needs that day. Uh, so pay it forward if that's the way you need to do it, or just understand that the world is bigger than you. So just even if it's hard, spread that positive last vibe you got left. And three, happy early birthday to Dustin because this is going to probably post not too long before his 30th. And Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to everybody. <laughs> You're the best, Winnie. Um, Winston is a incredibly, incredibly passionate and amazing person. So please follow him. He is the best. He's one of my people. He's the, one of the greatest people I know in my life, right? So thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much, Winston, Winnie, for being on the show means the fucking world to me and uh like subscribe share uh podcast is doing pretty well thank you so much for listening and love everybody yep. right i'm drunk a little bit but love everybody we're good let's go next episode will be the birthday episode being interviewed so be ready for that nonsense can't wait shout out winnie love you love you too bye guys Bye. Uh.